Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast for the week of February 13th. That's right. It's our special Valentine's Day edition coming at you live over the airwaves of the internet, over our new high bandwidth, so much that is breaking people's computers. Ustream, that's how much we love you here at RP Gamer. Let's enjoy Valentine's weekend together, snuggled up in the consistently sub zero, sub freezing temperatures of Laura, Wisconsin. Strangely enough, though, there are no women on this podcast this week. There's no what? No women? No women. Yeah. It's going to be a happy Valentine's already. <laughs> it has been. This is this is emo Valentine's cast coming at you for the week of February 15th. <laughs> Not for me. I'm happy. You all go. Yeah, away. I know. You, you're having a good Valentine's weekend. <laughs> oh, that's Mr. Michael Tidwell. Yes. First of all, it's not Sub-Zero. It's like 45. Oh, wow. That sounds much better. Than Sub-Zero? Yeah, I think it would be. Sub-Zero. And second of all, this intro took so long I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> also on the line is Emmanuel Marino. Hi, everybody. Nice to be here. Thank you for being with us. And finally, Mr. Philip Willis. Flawless victory. Sub-Zero wins. He's doing it again. Toasty. All right. Let's get on with our show for the week. For the week of the show. Ah. Ah, What do we got up for you first? Ah, We got some feedback. That's what we got. We got a lot of feedback. We got so much feedback. Let's start with our feedback. We got a lot of feedback. Um, thank you, people, for somebody tried to post a topic. It didn't go anywhere. And then Anna pointed out that we had a good topic, and that went kind of somewhere. And it seems <laughs> like what we need to do is start doing po- topics again every week. I'd like to suggest, just because I'm lazy, that you guys come up with a topic in the thread and then discuss it, and then I'll cover it the next week. Isn't that um, what we used to do? No, but they used to come up with topics. Then I'd sponsor one on the show and say, that's the one we're going to do Then the following week. But oh, it right. should be a lot easier if you guys just took care of it yourselves. <laughs> Maybe wow, that's too lazy. The podcast producer already announcing, yep, I'm lazy. <laughs> I heard the big problem is that we're not random enough. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I like that. We're not random enough. <laughs> All right, so apparently we need to do <laughs> there weird. You go. Oh, there you go. Welcome to the Megaphones Ahoy podcast. Welcome oh. to Megaphones Ahoy, recorded live. <laughs> that's how Sean does his show. That's, that's if you... <laughs> If you're trying to be random like that, that's all you got to do is everything you say ends at a high point. <laughs> and then you wow. need somebody to make fun of. We miss Oliver. I know we miss Oliver so much. <laughs> oh, who, who can we make fun of? We should make fun of Phil. He seems like Woo-hoo! the one who'd fight the least. Yeah, I'm cool with it. <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> Were you born I'm in a video game? Boy. I'm just sitting here with my... Pepsi one, I've downed two cans already. I'm good to go. Nah, that's not the same. We need some born in a bad. Pepsi we need one. somebody born in a three out of five video game. Uh, hmm. It's just that not bad? the same without it. What Blue Dragon? Yeah, yeah, wasn't it? It depends who you ask. I guess if you did the stuff at the if you did the side quests at the end, apparently you liked it more. That's, the, that's what I end, noticed. So I don't know. Well, let's cover that discussion topic we had. Um, somebody suggested uh, that they give their own top five lists for March, like we gave in the show. And I believe there was only two of them. Um, <laughs> I'm going to cover those two posts. And if you have more in the chat room, go ahead and give us your top fives. And then we'll read through those after I'm done with these. Um, first off, we got Mr. or Ms. or I mean, it's hard to tell on the message board. Azilis, Azilis, Azilis. I'm going to go with the guy. Guy. All right, That's their top five for March is the the top two apparently is Strange Journey and Yakuza Three. 
I approve. Uh huh. Very good choices. Um, I don't know about Strange Journey myself. It, it looks a bit too old school for me. Are you interested in that, Mike? Yes. Yeah, it looks like a, it looks charm, right though. up your alley. Yeah. Uh, like I, I think I mentioned before that this was a game I was completely ignoring until I was like realized, uh, you know, it was basically a. Uh, if I like Detrian Odyssey, I should definitely like this game. Yeah, so, you but... should. And, and you like pet raising Sims. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> this like seems so, like perfect. For both you. of these go together. It's like, <laughs> oh well, you know. The music. Have you guys listened to the music for this game? Not yet. I it have. is so extraordinarily epic. It is dramatic. It's not lighthearted at all. It's totally. I think it's the same guy who did the Persona soundtracks, but it sounds totally different. Oh, Shoji Meguro. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's the person. And like, it's like the first thing's like, dum bum 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 bum, and and you're like, what the heck's going on? And then he's got like this faint chanting, Nocturne Three. It's all power ballads, guitars. There's people yelling over the city. I will kill you. See, I would prefer that personally. This is a bit too thematic too theatrical for me it's like this gigantic it's it's all this in a if you ever watch a movie and there's like demons on screen it's always music like this with like these trumpets and these big bass drums and these people chanting latin in the background and that's like like what the soundtrack is inferno meets the shit megami tensei or something i guess i don't know (laughs) (laughs) just just go look up uh strange journey music on youtube and and listen to it it's it's crazy (laughs) oh well i'm excited it comes with the soundtrack right uh yeah it does um it's not my style, so I'm probably going to pass on it, but this could be... I could see a lot of people getting into this just because it's so over-the-top, like... Rawr, demons! If that makes sense. All right, dude. I'm demons taking your advice. <laughs> it's hard to... I'm not a good music critic, apparently, so... <laughs> doing my best uh the other uh let's see what else he's going after uh Azilis also wants heavy rain which the demo Approved. just hit psn so you could go download that and it takes like forever apparently yeah psn's pretty slow yeah and um let's see no that's only three <laughs> they only gave three in their top five <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you know maybe maybe they just assumed that you know, thirteen or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking. We should, what Maybe what are we telling him? What are we telling him? His other two are Final Fantasy thirteen and what else? White Knight Chronicles, obviously. No. Oh. <laughs> I, I fin- <laughs> we'll talk about that more Soccer later. Soccer Wars. Soccer Wars. Pokemon. Okay. Oh, Pokemon or Soccer Wars, Mike? Between the two. Oh well, Pokemon is already a remake. You got to go with the new game. Okay. Wow. Uh, 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 but 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 it comes oh. with Domitor. I don't it care. Does. It comes with a pedometer <laughs> that you can play. This stupid Pokemon game, it comes with another smaller portable game with it. It's already awesome? a portable game you're supposed to take with you all the time. Yeah, but Why does it need portable. another one? It's portable to the nth degree, man. <laughs> it's ultra portable. I need I need like a mini pedometer coming out of the pedometer that's for like really Pokemon in every pocket. <laughs> I'm going to need a Scotty vest to hold it all. <laughs> Is that a Pokemon in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? By the way, go to scottyvest.com to find technology-enabled clothing. I wish they were Our a sponsor. Our next ad will be from Audible.com. <laughs> I wish, I wish I could say they're a sponsor, but they're not. <laughs> I wish we had money for that. I have, right. like, I have like a really cool, like, that you know that uh, thing that I was wearing that made me look like I'm from Afghanistan a few weeks ago? Mm. That um, camo Sharp. pullover? I got that on clearance from Scotty Vest. It has, like, a bazillion pockets in it. It is such a great piece of clothing. Unfortunately, though, if you trip, $1,000 of electronics. I know. Like, <laughs> but that's I know, that's, that's what Scotty Vest is known for, their pullovers, their jackets. 
They've got they've got pockets now. Their advertising are perfectly iPad size. Never mind the fact that they were originally designed for Kindles, but they are perfectly iPad designed <laughs> sized. Oh, Scotty Vest, I wish you'd sponsor. And not goes right when the iPad comes. Pockets will change. Pockets not will us. change. <laughs> it is such a fundamental device. We will change our pockets. Well, as long as we're going into tactical, uh, Andy Anako uh, <laughs> clothing recommendations. Tactical five one one. Is that it? I think so. Tactical five one one. I'm gonna check. Fi- no, five one one tactical dot com. The number five one one. Then spell out tactical dot com, and that's where you can get the tactical internet pants. Just, just to called. give you guys an idea how big the pockets are, you could fit a netbook in one of them. And these are your back wow. pockets. These are these are this is clothing designed for like law enforcement and fire professionals. So like this is rugged clothing that's going to stand up yet still look good, so they appear presentable and. In public, it's true. Firefighters like need their iPads. A bazillion pockets, and a number of them are good for technology, as opposed to firearms or flashlights. So, <laughs> you see, now if that's not what random, if, what if you and, and you get to and you get you to own be... tactical internet pants. What could be better than that? See, I mean, what if you had the combination? You were Bond. You had firearms and technical gadgets. <sighs> so, a Scotty vest for your tech gadgets, and a five hundred one tactical for your firearms, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Or maybe. Okay, so... Oh, I'd love to see hybrid, like people coming up with a contest to design the best combination of the two, and like you just explode and you, nothing is left but pockets. I got, I have this all settled right in March. iPhone in one pocket, then I have a PSP in the other pocket, a DS in the other pocket, and finally, a Pokewalker attached to my belt. I'm set. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be nothing. playing seven games at once. <laughs> it's gonna be then, great. Then you're gonna have to get one of those um, really hip. Um, hip pouches so you have a place to store your DS or PSP since you no longer have any pockets available for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you'll be really hip. Nothing says nerd like a hip pouch. Oh, yeah, man. You talk mm. about a fanny pack? Oh, we don't call mm-hmm. them that because of our, we don't call them that anymore. our European viewers. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> that just means something the else there. <laughs> uh, yes, Eric, that's true. Sorry. That's, a, that's a little side, side discussion between me and a chat room viewer. If you were in the chat room, which you can join it by going to rpgamer.com slash live every week or by joining us at poundrpgamer and esper.net. Go to irc.esper.net and your favorite internet browser to find out more about how to connect to esper.net. You can join in and chat with us while we're broadcasting live every week, 9 a.m. Pacific or noon Eastern for you Easterners out there. We'd love to have you there. And then we can have private conversations that we don't reference to the rest of the show. Um, with you, <laughs> and if you and if you join now and I mention JC Survey, you'll get a fifty percent discount. Yep, fifty percent right off, off free. It'll be awesome. Fifty percent off free. Just type in the code <laughs> rpgamer.com slash. It's like we can't get sponsors, so we have to make up our own codes and <laughs> we promotions. Have to make up our... <laughs> it's great. We totally get paid for this. We totally do. Uh... All right, uh, let's see. Who's a solo? Also had a post telling us about what they want to play this March. His list is, let's see, is not a subset of... Okay, the list of games I'm planning on getting this March is not a subset of the list of games being released in March. So I guess I... Okay, he's responding to someone else on the I'm going to pick up Final Fantasy 12. 12? I think he 13, means 13, <laughs> typo, and Strange Journey in current RPGs, and I'm planning on waiting until then to get Mass Effect 2 at the first sign of a sale-slash-price drop, and his number five and number four are something on sale at Steam <laughs> or good old games. Nobody oh, wants something. to pick four, five games. I was able to five Can't games. commit. It's not that hard. I guess people, you know, five is a lot for one month. I guess I have month. four. 
You have four. Okay. Yeah. The Pokewalker counts as a separate game, so that'll be my. Oh, then six. I then I get five. All right, good. Oh, <laughs> please. I'm gonna be making fun of that Pokewalker for months. I really will be. Thank you, Nintendo. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be leveling my hey, Pokemon. It is better than the last pedometer they gave out, which was just a oh. pedometer. Yeah, my walking coach, my walking training that costs fifty dollars. Didn't they have like an actual Pokemon theme pedometer they gave out that was just a pedometer? Oh yeah, uh, they used to call in Japan they used to call them pedal pets. Uh, you can see why they didn't catch on in the United States. <laughs> I can see that being big in Japan. That All is right, awesome. Good. Pedal pets. And, and the funny part is, it, that is an English abbreviation, but somebody who speaks the language didn't think about that. <laughs> pedal bear approved. <laughs> oh, boy. So bad. Why did I reference pedal bear in my podcast? Oh, because we're just slowly creeping down the hill. Oh, just Next like time, Alpha Protocol's release date. So, oh, you I hear don't about think when that they... ever creeps anywhere. <laughs> it's just falling at like a rock. That's huh? what, like nine months delayed now. Yeah, it, um, it's been pushed back again, and they're gonna do it in summer now. <laughs> no actual date. Um, they've got reasons now. We've got a few reasons for delaying it, says um, Sega, some producer, I guess. Yeah. We wanted to position it better, give it a lot of time, said Matthew Hickman, assistant producer at Sega. The main reason we really wanted to polish the game up, make it everything Obsidian planned it to be, and give the consumer a very polished game. Basically, we saw Mass Effect 2 and said, oh, crap. They apparently added some (laughs) stuff during the extra time they've had. We added a couple of other things, tweaks and lighting here and there, added the inventory comparison screen so you compare what you're buying to what you have equipped. I'm going to stop there and say, people... Every game needs this as a basic feature. This is not something you add in if you have extra development time. You always need... This is one of the big flaws with White Knight Chronicles is that you can't compare stuff in your inventory to what you have equipped to see if it's better. It's ridiculously stupid. People add that first. Okay. Just bring the whole quality level up. All right. I don't know why it's it such a silly shiny voice. and happy. Yeah, obviously this thing's gonna <laughs> this thing's gonna have so few bugs by the time it comes out. Oh yeah, no problem at all. But uh, hopefully it'll actually be good. That's the real question. Oh I Sega, guess. thank you for marketing a game as only you can. Or not. <laughs> we should ask Sega how you know the Creator Chronicles Two marketing is going. Yeah, I'm sure it's going great. Just as well as the first one. Oh I mean, boy! You don't have much to live up to. It's pretty easy to meet your expectations. Oh, somebody just throw something up in the chat. This is awesome. Polish newspaper claims Pedo Bear is the 2010 Vancouver Olympic mascot. <laughs> what? Oops! <laughs> the, a Polish newspaper mistakenly identified Pedo Bear, a notorious internet meme, as one of the mascots of the 2010 Olympic Games in Vancouver. Is that? <laughs> the newspaper published an image showing the bear alongside genuine Olympic mascots, Kwachi, Sumi, Miga, and Mukmuk. Where do they come up with these names? They're Indian. Oh, or, I'm sorry, Native Canadian. All right, I, I take that back. Apparently, I'm a big idiot for saying that. All right. Uh, to illustrate uh, yeah. a feature about the game. If you watch opening ceremonies, they had a lot about that. I was at Canadian. Buffalo Wow Wings during the opening ceremonies last night. I hear you have a recording device. What does that mean? could have recorded the opening ceremony. I forgot to because I didn't realize till midday through Friday that they were starting on Friday because NBC has not really advertised it. Mm, Okay. If you've noticed. It's like a big story. So yeah, apparently the newspaper photoshopped in bed over. (laughs) Well, this this could be a problem with, you know, why they uh, 
are losing <laughs> Why did they millions of dollars from the Olympic coverage. I'm just distracted by the fact that there's a an avatar processed in pics. Right yeah, now. <laughs> I was more watching. I was looking at that story. I was like, "Whoa, this is interesting." Wow. Uh, Pal- Palestinians dressed as the Navi from the from the film Avatar stage a protest against Israel's separation barrier. What does That's this have to do with anything? Oh, uh, wow. So apparently somebody inserted the bear in their blog into the image, and he went ahead and and somebody ran with it in the newspaper. That's so Wait, awesome. Shit. Oh, if you want to cause the p- podcast to go into rat holes, you can join up in the chat room every week <laughs> at slash live and derail our chat. Thank oh, you very cool. much, Sir Erdrich. Here you go. Deal of the week for everyone right now. What? 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 I got to do that later. Right? What? Uh, do deals flow later. is free today. Oh, that's right. Flow is free today. Go on your on P- PSN. Send. Go download Flow. Flow for free. And then be like, why did I download this? <laughs> <laughs> then go get the good game, which is Flower. Oh, Flower. It's so good. All right. Sorry. So, I'm um, sorry. The, gosh, Flower, it just makes that you was, pause. That was good news. We should do more someday. What? <laughs> the pedal bear? No more news. No more news. Uh, games. How about uh, how about uh, some interesting sequels coming up next year? That's okay. right. sequels, you say? <laughs> you guys should read some of these stories. I already did read the stories. You did? No, I mean <laughs> on the show, so people don't have to listen to my awful voice all the time. Oh, you mean we have to read them? No, that's okay. All right, let's we'll alternate. Phil, you go no, first. we tried this once before, and it was kind of people liked it. Did they really? Yeah. All right. Electronics Art had a financial quarterly results call. This just seems kind of like, okay, there's new games. Do we really have to explain how and why? Uh, well, yeah, it's interesting to see where they announce this stuff. Fine. Uh, you don't care. You, here's, what, I, here's the news. <laughs> Dead Space 2 and, relevant to us, Dragon Age Origins are getting a sequel sometime between uh, January and, re- and March of 2011. Dragon Age is becoming a franchise. Dragon Age is getting uh, an expansion this year, and it's already going to be ready for a sequel next year? I mean, they're going to have basically just over a year of development time, unless so, they really started working on it a long time use past. The same engine. I guess. Ah, uh, how does that point. compare to the to the Baldur's Gate release time frames? I wonder. How much time was between one and? I two? thought you. Were, I thought that was a joke between Baldur's Gate two and. <laughs> uh yeah, it's a little bit faster than that. <laughs> just a little bit. Which is weird. Um. Yeah, they point out in this one-up article that uh, Bioware previously uh, stated an intent to to put out Dragon Age DLC for eighteen to twenty-four months after its release, mm-hmm. and Fathers. that would that would Fathers. run right over this release time frame for Dragon Age Two. Well, you, know, ba- you don't necessarily have to buy it. What Baldur's Gate Baldur's Gate expansion came out six months after the original. And what about the sequel? The sequel, Shadows of Om, came out 2002, so that would have been about almost two years. Yes, it was that, almost two full years. That, that seems uh, that I would totally expect to have like one year in a sequel. That's like Left for Dead, and well, okay, so it's like Call of Duty, I guess. Um, we should boycott. I, it, you just don't think of good sequels when they're pushed out that quickly. Uh, mm. I mean, That's true. It, it, can uh, you think of many good sequel situations like that? Does that Unless does you that have alternating this? teams or something. Could it be a spinoff of Dragon Age? Like a Dragon Age Journeys type of thing? Well, maybe. What if they've got like Obsidian working on it and they just haven't said anything? Would they do that anymore? I don't know. 
Obsidian's busy not releasing Alpha Protocol, aren't they? Yeah, as well as um, uh, doing another game we've got coming up. Um, hmm. I don't know. It oh, doesn't seem that fast to me if you're already using the same engine and, and mechanics and everything. You're just building a new story. Yeah, but that means you're not <laughs> advancing much as far as the gameplay goes. Does it need to? Uh, I would think so. Did it advance that far from Baldur's Gate 2? By the end of the game, you've you've done a lot of this game's engine. Do you really need the same exact stuff, or is it time to get some new things going on? Doesn't I everybody think... just use Unreal Engine anymore? Well, this isn't Unreal Engine. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying. I mean, people use Unreal Engine. People don't complain about that. Yeah, but they build new subsystems on top of it, and I don't know. Do you have enough time to do that and test it and write a whole new scenario and this if you, and the other If thing? you have different departments doing different things, of course you do. Okay. And bug test it. And all I think if you, that's think... QA's problem. <laughs> you have a week. No! We're shipping all our QA to downtown Seattle. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. In a box, huh? Huh? In a box, huh? Yeah, we're just literally like, nope, you're leaving the building next week. Bye. <laughs> what the heck? That's mean. Well, we need to move development to... Uh, we have two studios working on one project. So there's no room for QA. So, like, why don't you go to Seattle and all the developers in Seattle can come here? It's going to be awesome. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, I, yeah. You know, I think you're right, though. When you have a sequels that are right on top of each other, less than a year, around a year, they really do feel more like almost expansion it, packs. It's just, see, I can handle an expansion pack. It can't be two years. How? Yeah, I, I'm just reminded of, I mean, like, you, you look at the Gold Box games or anything like that, and each of the sequels or whatever have you really didn't, they were a little bit further, but they didn't feel like total, you know, they didn't feel like the difference between Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, Mike, it says I'm, between January and March I'm, of 2011. Yeah, I'm, I'm following BioWare's typical release time, so if it's January to March, it should be sometime in September. All I'm right, fine well, with that, that. Yeah, you're right. It came out in October, and that would probably be okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And we have you know, to worry maybe about EA will prove me wrong. Yeah. I don't know, but that's Bioware so far. Hmm. I don't know. If they start churning these things out, I'm not going to be able to keep up with them. They're just too long. I'm just, personally, I'm just, I, I, I'm happy with the core product for now, and uh, in about a couple of years, I'll pick up the Gold Edition for 20 bucks, And it'll have all the DLCs and everything all wrapped in one little box. Oh, and the sequels? Uh-huh. That's. I mean, look at look at Neverwinter. You know, well, maybe not all the sequels, but look at Neverwinter Nights. You, if you waited for that, you got all the expansion packs and everything, all wrapped in one box for twenty bucks. Well, if they do that, yeah. you're just going to get the expansion that's coming out in March and the original game which you already own. That's not as good. No, I mean it. It actually, when when Neverwinter Nights. I mean, they had a gold edition that just had one of the expansion packs or something. But if you waited long enough, you got the diamond pack, which had not only the two or three expansions that came up, but also a lot of the no, DLC that I'm, was released I'm separately. I'm saying with this release, with this schedule. I don't think they're going to have that many expansions by then. Mm. Who knows? Yeah, they only already have some DLC up there, too, some new DLCs. Yeah, Return to Ostagar and um, the Warden's Keep. Um, well, Warden's Keep came out a while back, but those are the two that you can buy, I think. When is the Warden $40 expansion out. coming up? Uh, March. March. Oh, does that count? That's, as what, the, that's what they're called Awakening now. It used to, I thought was that Return to Ostagar? No, Awakening. Different... Return to Ostagar is up. That's a DLC that's up now. You can go get it. Okay. And Awakening March is March sixteenth for Awakening. Oh, that's the same day as Fragile. Mm-hmm. Any, anything nice. in March is same day with something else except for yeah. thirteen. <laughs> wow. Is anybody? I wonder if it's dumb enough to release. 
that's a busy week. You got Pokemon, God of War three, Fragile, and I guess that it's gonna get lost that. in the shovel. It's gonna get lost in the shovel. It's just it's not that big of a deal. Oh yes, Yakuza three is done off to release the same day as Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> I was like, who's dumb enough to release against that? Oh, Yakuza 3. Sega. Sega. <laughs> Sega! Marketing what? <laughs> that was on my March top five list, and yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just going to be standing in this really big shadow. Teen Titan looking? Really big shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Seriously, they just would have said April. You know, April. April 15th or something. Yeah, just yeah. Push it back. nobody's doing anything in April, right? For no. what? For releases. Games. It's just oh, like just nothing coming out on April. Yeah. Yeah, it's like March or nothing. Everyone's playing what came out in March. All right. So, speaking of upsetting people by putting too many games in one space, Peter Molyneux says, I'm going to release some news to upset you about Fable 3. You know, I don't want to talk about the story. I'm so pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> so the first, the first, the first thing that happened is that on the eighth, the story goes out there that you know, you know, I'm gonna piss people off with something I'm gonna announce in, in Fable Three. I'm Peter Molyneux, and you will suck my beep. Yeah, and then it came out. Uh, they announced it. Um, you know what yeah. this announcement is? This is great. There's no heads up display on Fable Three. Oh no! What will I do? I, uh, the previewer for One Up, I love this. He went in there and said, "You know what? Um, what's more likely to upset some people would be the lack of experience points, which probably should have led with that story." But um, see, but we'll all be experienced with that because we'll already played Final Fantasy XIV by then. What? Oh no! No experience, experience points. points. Yeah. So we'll be well versed. Here you have uh, you level up by having followers in Fable Three. And there's no HUD, and there's big previews up that we don't have because we didn't go to X10. But you can read all about how you get to be, you know, um, a fat, overweight son of the hero from Hable 2. Um, and you gotta go find your daughter and overthrow a king and gain followers and she went to grandma's. become king yourself and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so I think Molyneux said like it's split into two parts: becoming king and then reigning as a king. And mm-hmm. what's really interesting Which is, is like known, it's. I guess, but... It's more your like you your growing experience with your followers and your weapon it becomes like a reflection of your actions in game. Oh, nice! So does your body type. Mm-hmm. They call it the morphine system, I think. So if you kill a lot of innocent people, for example, your blood—I mean, your sword—I'm going to have blood. to remember to ask Sean what he thinks about Fable 3's announcements when I'm on a oh, show later goodness. today. <laughs> Was he a big Fable fan? Oh yeah, oh, grand totally. Fable fan. You, Manny, go listen to episode 100. Episode 100. All yeah. right. Go listen to episode 100. Wait, Sean. wasn't I on that one? <laughs> I don't know. Sean was we, on it. Apparently not. <laughs> there, there, there is a 10-minute block of time discussing Sean's um, feelings of Fable. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it's one of the best rants I've ever heard of anything. Um, <laughs> I actually might go back and listen to it. It's just fun to listen to. Uh, speaking of... Uh, well, okay, I can't. I don't have a transition to this. You guys like Deus Ex, right? Bioshock, Bioshock. No, Deus Ex. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yes, Deus Ex. You said PC, and that's how many. No, I, I didn't say PC at all, but uh, anybody in the chat room old fans of Deus Ex? Like, this was like an RPG shooter thing that people liked back in the day. Yeah, yeah, let's just move on. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> don't remember so, that one. <laughs> and I'm the old gamer here. I just no, it's not ringing a bell. How, how do you not know Deus Ex? 
what is it called? DSX? What? Deus Ex. All right, never mind. Um, Deus Ex. Oh, Mach- Deus Ex. Oh, okay. Short for yeah. Deus Ex Machina. Um, yeah, I didn't play that God one. as Machine, which means he comes in and saves the day at the end of a show. Whatever. It, it was a shooter. There were RPG elements. I've never gotten around to playing it, and I'm wondering if I go back and play it now if I'm going to like it because it's so old oh. at this point. No. Don't tell me no, Mike. <laughs> I will do that until you actually play a game. I played... Oh. oh. <laughs> never mind. Oh, I played so many games. All right, so Day, Day Sex 3 apparently is coming out, um, and it was announced a little while back. And what we have is some news about Square Enix trademarking the name Deus Ex Human Revolution in Europe. Yeah, no, <laughs> Let's figure no. that one out. <laughs> Why they didn't trademark it here, I don't know. They don't, mm. they don't like So that. it seems like the game's progressing. Remember, Europe also got the Final Fantasy XIII Collector's Edition. So. Yeah, it's true. They don't like us anymore. Mm. We're, we're just fodder now. Yeah, speak a little closer to your mic. You're fading away. Oh, I bumped it. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> it's like, they don't like us anymore. Where'd he go? <laughs> he apparently, he's 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 swimming to Japan to go or to Europe to get I, that. I, I was edition. just to go get this game that I know nothing about. No, for <laughs> Final Fantasy. Oh, oh, collectors. Uh, well, I can't because it's PAL only. So, oh, that sucks. Totally sucks. Stupid PAL. They are not our but PAL. There are rumors that we will get a collector's edition announced today. Has it been announced? Not yet. But it's only ten o'clock. Everyone, go to Twitter. That's, yeah, yeah. Everyone follow Square Enix, Twitter. Sonya, Final <laughs> Fantasy Thirteen, Square Enix, Amy, Ame. Um, just, just watch the official Thirteen Twitter. Okay. Official FF Thirteen. Is that what it is? I thought it was Final Fantasy Thirteen. It's official FFXIII. Okay. 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 <laughs> I just spell it out. I want people typing 13 and going, it's not working. Mm, you got one of those edible things. I did. And I figured out how to make it work on TwitPic. Isn't that awesome? Oh, people I've work. seen these. Yeah. Um, oh, that's, They're good. <laughs> it's kind of depressing where I had one, but <laughs> I sent it uh, over to a <laughs> This is another story of Chris's sad life? What? Yeah, well, no, I was at my grandma's, my grandpa's funeral. <laughs> Like, um, the night of the funeral, like, after, you know, after, like, all that stuff, uh, the wake and stuff, everyone gathered together at my aunt's house, and somebody had sent over one of those edible bouquets, and we devoured that thing. It was very good. So much chocolate-covered stuff. And and the stickers are cool. All right. Like, the things things you poke the fruit with. Oh, There's all these little tridents all the fruits are on, so. Those are tasty. Edible bouquets, available now online. Use coupon code RPGamer to get 10%. This <laughs> 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 so what happens when he goes to look at Twitter and says, oh, look, Mikey's tweeting. This is the ADD yeah. edition of RPG Cast. So <laughs> It's every edition of RPG Cast. So speaking of pe- things that uh, ADD has distracted me from, Demon's Souls might be getting a sequel. Nobody cares. Wow, this is like the game of the year last year. Demon's Souls I, I, I just don't reply well to Japanese rumors. All right, so this I'm not saying something about the game. All I right, did so, hear something about the development. Apparently, that. you just give Atlas your money and they punch you in the face. Yeah, but you enjoy it. You enjoy <laughs> you it, enjoy and you can it. play it for seven hours in a row, just being punched in the face. That's how it works. It's a game that kicks your ass, and you're okay with it. Did it? Are you? Ready? That is did the specialness of Demon Souls. You buy the special edition, Aram personally comes to your house. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did watch Chris die 22 times. I we mean, did. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, that's that's what Mega Man. Boy, you know, that's what people like about the harder Mega Man. Mega Man Nine sold like hotcakes, and all it does is it spanks you on the behind and makes you like it somehow. Um, but I don't know if I'm ready for another Demon Soul. I don't know if I want my I don't know if I want my rear end handed to me on a silver platter all over again. Yeah. So here's here's how this rumor came to be. Dengeki Games has a podcast, and apparently um, the net is buzzing that they've got an un- they said in their podcast an unannounced sequel to a game which came out last year, slated to be released in the fall of 2010. That the game is extremely difficult with very interesting gameplay systems. Um, that you know that doesn't narrow it down that much. But apparently there's some cooperation with other people's sources um, at 1UP and around the internet that people are pointing. This one's referring to Demon Souls, so I don't know. It seems awfully fast to be 2010. I don't know. Dragon Age is coming out in 2011. Who who knows? Yeah, but it's not PS3. Yeah, yeah, this would be coming out this fall, which is like already? Yeah, wow. That's a year. So you've made more torture situations? I don't know. I you think they, change shouldn't anything they like else? wait a year and like do something innovative with it and make it become game of the year again? Oh. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I, if or they're just you, doing a cat, if maybe they, you can't catch. Just doing a quick cash in, I think it's going to fall on its face. I don't know. Maybe you can't capture that twice with that game, but All yeah, right. we'll see. Speaking of other sequels, other sequels. This is one that Michael's interested in. Yes, I am. Dragon Please don't Quest make it Monsters suck. Joker Two. Yes, which don't is make a spin-off sense. series of the spin-off series of Dragon Quest. I don't know if it's a spin-off series or it's more an evolution. Oh, I see. Of the spin-off series. Why don't they continue with normal <laughs> Dragon Quest monsters? No. Okay, so this is. Did, wait, did we already announce this? It's just one up slow yeah, on this. I, I remember seeing. Yeah, actually, we. I think we beat one like up to a We beat one up on this one. Okay, so just covering it again. It's coming out April twenty eighth in Japan, and no U.S. release plans as of yet, and that is still the case. So look we forward still to more Dragon Quest Monster Goodness. Nine, so. uh, speaking of stories uh, oh. that keep coming up again and again, um, <laughs> Yakuza 3 pre-order bonuses. This is like the third week in a row. I know. But yeah. this time it's different. This time it's different. So what's going on? <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh, they're doing the Bethesda thing for DLC. They're yeah, just so doing four every... different pieces of DLC <laughs> comprise the pre-order bonus. The Battle for Survival, the All-Star Tournament, and the All-Star Tag Tournament, and Haruka's Revenge. Excuse me, Revenge. And then if you pre-order at GameStop, so those are all what you get for pre-ordering. And then if you pre-order at GameStop, you also get the challenge pack, um, which includes mini games like darts and pool, and additional costumes for Kazuma, Haruka, and Rikio. Rikia. It's hard to read those names. All right, so so if you pre-order, so no matter what, if you pre-order, you get the, the tournament stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Oh boy! So go pre-order your Yakuza Three. I have already done that. Um, I need to. Yeah. Like, not going to make a lot of that game. No. That is <laughs> true. Okay, so moving on. Um, <laughs> again, with stories that won't die. Remember, Bioshock came out, and they had all these issues with the widescreen mode not being like the way widescreen should be done, where you just, you know expand your field of view horizontally and shrink the whole thing down to fit into your widescreen. Mm. I'm trying to remember when we covered Bioshock. Yeah, we do. We don't. Yes, we do. There's a game page. Well, <laughs> we cover it. Sorry. Meg says we took off coverage. Okay, well, as of last week, there was a game page for it. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Um, 
anyway. we had it, then we didn't have it, now we had it. I don't know what's it's going on. It's an RPG with FPS elements, Mike. It is so No, not. it is an FPS with okay. RPG elements. All right, anybody can see, see that. Very few that. It was totally Oh, don't, don't you tell sisters. me that, Mike. You haven't played it. I what saw you that? play it. That was enough. You saw what me play a difference? demo that you weren't very interested in because I was keeping you from playing Lost Odyssey. Okay, oh, yeah. Mike. Mike, what's Hi. the huge yeah, what's the huge difference between Bioshock and Mass Effect 2? Help me Commander out. Commander Shepard is a lot hotter than the main character of Bioshock. Okay, good Especially point. the female version. <laughs> e, um, either one actually. Commander Shepardist? <laughs> Cuz I believe you, you are a big daddy in Bioshock 2. So Yeah, yeah. I beat Bioshock 1 just this week. For the first time. I haven't beaten good it. Good job. I own it. Um, where do I have that? Did you get the know. special edition of the Big Daddy that breaks? I did. That breaks? And he's not broken. He has a small chip off the front of his of his drill, but um, for the most part, he's still intact. Is that what they're calling it now? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. A chip off the tip of his drill. Is that what they're calling it now? You <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for spelling it out, Manny. It was bad enough without you having to do that. <laughs> I have to figure out where that is. His drill? Oh, it's probably in the box that has the Fallout lunchbox. All right, I, to, I gotta find that. I'm still gonna steal that lunchbox. No. The best game no. of 2007. That all this You had a bazillion times to to pick up one of those lunchboxes because they were uh, not selling. They were in stores all over the place. You could have picked one up whenever you wanted. I could have, but I... You haven't played the game anyway. What do you care? You haven't played any of the Fallouts. I don't really. even have the game anymore. Yeah. You should you should get Fallout One uh, off of good old games. That is a great... oh, I do have Fallout One. It came with a bundle with like Fallout Tactics and everything. Yeah, install it. <laughs> it's awesome. Be the Witcher first. Well, do it then. Play it. <laughs> we all go right on it right now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, you know they had the whole issue with patching for widescreen with the first one, and this is awesome. They did the same thing again. Nice. Again, like they said, uh, we had an issue like just before launch, and we had to change it so that um, it expands vertically instead of horizontally. Um, we'll put a patch out. This is kind of embarrassing. It's like, oh, duh. <laughs> You've gone through this to twice be, now. <laughs> to be fair, Irrational Games, they're they are long gone. They're not making this anymore. Oh. So blame all five studios at 2K. <laughs> Basically, everybody. what do you mean all five studios? Uh, 2K Marin, 2K Australia, 2K... Wait, they all Boston. worked on this? Oh yeah, and there's actually like yeah, five publishers. What? Not publishers, five studios. Five studios me. worked on Bioshock Two. Huh. Yeah. Wow. To Google. To Google. No, that's fine. I just didn't know that. That's awesome. That's a lot of hands in that pot. Um. Okay. Yes. So let's let's continue. Let's continue, Mister People. Um. Oh yeah, this is the big news. Final Fantasy yes, 13 is finally. So this is like the biggest news for RP gamers coming out of X10 conference. It's is dumb. Tell people about it, Mike. Okay, so they're like, you know what's fun? We're going to release a 360 version for all the people at 360s. And I think to top this off, we should make a special 360, where by special we mean we put something on the hard drive and put it in a big box and sell it to you because obviously if you want to play Final Fantasy 13 on 360, you clearly don't have one yet. So they're releasing a special 360 
The only identifier is the hard drive will have some logo on it or something. You get a 250-gig hard drive, you get two wireless controllers, and you get a, quote, standard copy of the game. You do not get a limited edition or whatever collector's edition they come up with, because clearly if they're going to do that by now, it would already have to be sent to Microsoft. But there you go. For $400, you too can finally get a 360 to play Final Fantasy XIII on. Mm-hmm. It's kind of steep, doesn't it? Uh, not for a 250-gig hard drive. Uh, this is like, remember that Modern Warfare 2 bundle that had the 250-gig hard drive, and that was like the big reason it was worthwhile? Like, if you needed all that stuff and a big hard drive, it worked out to kind of in your favor? That's kind I of just, the same thing. And there's also you rumors get, this and is discussion awesome. it about says, a faceplate. It says Final Fantasy 13 on the hard drive. Yeah, not on the console, only on the hard on drive. On the hard drive. It just says it in the font. And then um, if you pre-ordered, apparently at some locations, there will be a small amount of limited edition faceplates that you can get to put on it. To eBay! Yep. (laughs) So I'm wondering if I I pre-order it and I get the faceplate and then I return the 360, do I keep the faceplate? Here, let's see. I'm bringing in a a special consultant here. Anna? Hello? Hi there. Anna, can you tell us how awesome is this new Final Fantasy XIII Xbox 360 bundle? Um, it's a black 360 with no. It's no... white. No, it's white. <laughs> it's white. Right. It's white with no like <laughs> markings on it. Yeah. It's a 360 with Final Fantasy 13. But there, you are a there's woman, right? And there's a woman on the cover of the box. Therefore, you must Therefore, want this, you right? No more than us. This no, has to I be mean, appealing to you. It's a 360 with a copy of Final Fantasy 13 stuck in. It says Final Fantasy 13 on the hard drive. It says final. It says on the. It's written in letters. Okay, that's nice. It's... <laughs> <laughs> so I, as I, so with my scientific study here, I'd like to conclude that the internet does not give a crap about this. Don't forget, you're getting a second controller to play a single-player game. <laughs> uh, wait, here, here's the thing. is If you didn't have a 360 and you were buying it, you might as well get this if you're going to play Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah, but, but that was nope. the thing. They, they bring over... Like, oh my god, I totally have to get a 360 now, and it totally has to be the Final Fantasy Thirteen bundle. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. This is for Doug, because they're not going to replace his Red Ring 360 for the fourth no, time. No, they're replacing it. Right. Oh, yeah, he, he said there was an error, so they're going to do it. There's an error. Well, but this I, would I be just, his third I just love one, the I fact that they, they make this port for 360, and it's all a big deal, and they're like... Oh, but if you don't have one, here's a bundle. It's like who's who's for PS3? Yeah, I know that's the system that sold less, right? That's (laughs) the one that there should be a bundle for. Honestly, I kind of would have been a lot more excited about a PS3 Final Fantasy 13 bundle. Uh huh. Especially if you mean like the one in Japan. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, that would have been nice. That would have been great. End up buying a. PS3 this year. What is going on? Is, Sa- is, is, is Square Enix taking lessons on PR from Sega? Uh, what Probably. is this? It's like well, no, they, no, they're no, trying. Because, no, no. Sega, Sega takes their marketing and hides their budget in a corner and looks at it. And then releases games. <laughs> Square Enix takes all their money and they throw it at random people and say, do you want some? And, you know, so they do things like, you know, this weird bundle. They do things like something at the All-Star game because that's our demographic. Oh, we got that coming up. It, oh. oh, you wait. You wait. I, I, 
Ooh. Oh yeah, we have some commentary on that little chap. Yeah, this well, is let's, let's roll to that right now. No, oh, uh, yeah. No, right. this is kind of important because we have to slam a few morons that came up on our forums. So no, no, it was no, announced no. this week in in Square Enix's. Let's review what they've done to market Final Fantasy 13. They've released it on the PS3 in Japan. And then they announced in the U.S. we're going to delay it and have it come out on the Xbox and the PS3. And Mm -hmm. we're going to have it simultaneous. And we're going to also release screenshots that make it look like we dumbed down the PS3 version and make the 360 version look equally as good. Then we're going to put out a tour bus in San Francisco only um, where... You know, it'll stop at like three or four places, and some people who have money to follow Twitter and drive around San Francisco can play the game for 10 to 15 minutes. And we'll make sure to let one up on first just to make all you other gaming sites be jealous. And (laughs) and then we're going to go over to... (laughs) We're going to release an Xbox 360 bundled version that has no real any sort of special edition stuff on the box and any sort in order to produce, promote our single player game with a system bundle that comes with two hard drives or two uh, controllers and (laughs) then two hard drives. (laughs) And then finally the coup de grace. Oh God. So they decided to sponsor the celebrity all-star game for, you know, the NBA jam session that's going on for the, this weekend. And, I made the mistake of TiVoing this thing. Oh? I was hoping. I was hoping maybe during halftime they'd get some cool trailer we'd never seen or you know, I was something. At, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings, and I looked up once at this celebrity game, and I noticed um, a small, like, 10-second commercial for Final Fantasy XIII. I couldn't yeah, hear I think it. it. was it was the there's a 15-second version and a 30-second version, but it's okay. basically the five-minute trailer cut up into a bunch of bits, spinning around in circles, so you can't understand what's going on, with still the crappy theme song that has absolutely no point in a video game trailer. And then they put out together lightning space, and boom, you're done. Out, and there were while they were playing, you could see Final Fantasy XIII written on a billboard in the background. Yeah. Oh, well, it's on the floor, too. Oh, yeah. And it was like... This is what you spend your money on? That was it, right? <clears throat> if you're going to spend your money on it, why don't you make a trailer that makes me give a damn? So this is mm-hmm. this is marketing towards the Modern Warfare 2 crowd, right? I mean, we're doing an Xbox guess, bundle. But, we were but doing the that, trailer that is NBA game. Slow, it's a slow... You know, you're watching NBA games. It's supposed to be a kind of a fun, yeah. fast-paced, run-around thing. And well, they do this well, you can't, you can't advertise the game color. to be something... That, well, I guess you could. But, I mean, how are you going to make Final Fantasy 13 look like a, an action... Oh, wait, the first trailer made it look like that. Um, yeah, you can start with what you started with and not what you ended up with. Yeah, so like doing all the, the flying around battle systems, float, floating through the air, shooting stuff, and people blowing yeah. up. Yeah. Basically, and that, that was the thing that really annoyed me, is you watch the international trailer, it's five minutes long, and about the last minute and a half, they really get it going and start getting the pace going, and you're yeah, like, Yeah, they did, right, and that looked kind of awesome, fun. even though and the they showed voice acting none sounds of that. awful. Yeah. In the All Star game, none of that. Of course not. We want to. We want to apo- appeal to your sentimental side. Yeah, because that's why I'm watching basketball. Well, <laughs> do you think? Why don't they just go the next step? Announce Natal support. Oh. <laughs> just fortunately, make a... <laughs> Natal will not be out by the time 13 comes out <laughs> next month. <laughs> what? What is? I don't understand this marketing campaign. I, I know who they're going it. after. It's... They're going after the Xbox gamer who doesn't embrace RPGs generally. I. I guess. I'm assuming Microsoft has a huge hand in, you know, 
partner well, in yeah, this, this, this alliance. Game, not a, you know, it wasn't a Final Fantasy 13. Yeah, it was Final Fantasy 13 for 360 is what they were advertising. I noticed yep. that in the trailer, it didn't say anything except Xbox Live on there. Yep. How much, who, who do you think helped pay for that? Yeah, that's interesting. And and Microsoft, that's that's what really catches me. Is I see Microsoft commercials and they're kind of weird, but they let this go. <laughs> I love that Wolf Song is like, is basketball going to be a, the mini game in Final Fantasy Thirteen? <laughs> you know, I was so actually awesome. hoping they might do something funny, like maybe they get some cosplayers trying to play during halftime or something. But well, they did no, that that would not endear them to their target audience. But it would have been funny. <laughs> You know, you know how they feel about cosplayers and people in fursuits and stuff like that. That's, this this crowd does not react to that. Yeah, you know, I'm know. assuming someone's walking out in a chocobo costume. That's not going to go well. No, I was just well. thinking lightning. Well, it could have the oh, will you conference. stop it? <laughs> that would have been funny, but whatever. Wait, wait. You want lightning and snow to go out to midcourt and make out? Is that what you were looking for? No, yeah, and have a you. one-on-one session. Oh, uh, oh. one session. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. No, a game. Like, they would play one-on-one and score some baskets. Who would want to watch some... that? E- nobody. Not hey, a... Do you know what they did at halftime? What did they do at halftime? They had badly dressed people dancing in center court. It wasn't any better. Oh, that sucks. Oh, here's my question for you. When is, like, the slam dunk contest? Uh, it's supposed to be today. Yeah, I think it's this evening. Okay, good. I actually like watching that. I'm going to tell that. I just... I, I literally felt that that was the largest chunk of hard drive space I ever wasted on my TiVo. <laughs> you watched it though. <laughs> yeah, you got to see like they would do something. You got to see Charles Barkley yelling at the sidelines, right? Or who was it? I forget. Charles Barkley. I don't know. You there was Magic like some Johnson? old people yelling. Okay, Magic Johnson. Right. Magic Johnson was a coach, and he kind of yelled at people. I don't know. <laughs> the announcer was more so, excited about. Did they all yell at each other about how they want to play Final Fantasy Thirteen more than their opponents? Yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Like, I'm going to play this game faster than you. I'm going to stuff it down your face. I don't know. I can't do NBA trash I don't talk, know. They but... gave the MVP to someone who hurt his ankle and kept Terrell Owens you from dominating You need to give it to the Chocobo. Game. The Chocobo it's should like... get MVP. It's sponsored. Yeah. I wondered if Final Fantasy Thirteen was on the award or not. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Sponsored by Final Fantasy Thirteen, coming out for your Xbox 360. Use Not your discount prepared. code POUNDRPGAMER to get... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... Uh, I mean, I guess you can sponsor something. You must do something completely crappy that nobody wants to watch. I don't get that. So that's good use of money. Sure. Why not? I don't get it. Yeah. Just don't get it. I give up. So, uh, right, okay. So, no, no, no. Anna... You're still here? Yeah. So tell me what are some of these comments we need to react to. Well, there was a bunch of commentary about how silly or intelligent this was. But basically someone came up on the boards and were like, I don't know why they're advertising for the N- on the NBA All-Star game. People who watch sports only own a Wii. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, like are you completely bent? <laughs> Even I had replied saying, uh, no. Dude, you're like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Um, and someone actually made a really, really good point. Is They pointed out that, um, with the exception of Tiger Woods, every single EA Sports game is a watered-down version on the Wii. It is missing one or more specific elements or features. So, realistically speaking, if you are a sports fan that wants to play sports games, you probably own a PS3 or a 360. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so mean, yeah, the the commentary about what systems people who like sports own completely off the mark. Yeah. But it was just really funny. Oh goodness! Anyone say anything else? Interesting? <laughs> Chris is still giggling. <laughs> yeah, I I just it was to, you know it was like yeah, yeah if sort I of like wait sports what? games I want to play on the high def consoles. I really think that it'd been great if they played Blitzball at halftime. Just flood the stadium, <laughs> figure out how to do it. You flood the stadium and save us all from our misery of the second half. He's on a Colts. Let's see what we got going on in the thread here. Anything interesting? No. Uh. Let's see. Years ago, when Final Fantasy X and X2 came out, the games were advertised alongside WWE during Raw. So for Square yep. Enix, this type of marketing really isn't that uncommon. And keep in mind that not just RP gamers play the Final Fantasy games. They really do have that a more broad true. audience. That's I mean, there's a lot of Nick's people that Seven Circle. you ask them wasn't... if they play RPGs, and they say, well, I play Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my criticism that they were missing our demographic. It was the fact that they took our demographic and showed us this amazingly slow trailer that no one cared about. Yeah. I think w- the people they were aiming at was good. I think the execution seems to be really poor. Well, the whole execution of their entire campaign seems really poor. Yeah, I don't know that. I even too. told Sonia but... that I thought that that bus thing was retarded. <laughs> you told <laughs> Well, yeah, but I, I tell you, just replied to her on Twitter. Your ad yeah. campaign was retarded. Yeah. That's not nice. I'm curious, oh, I told her I was upset this. it wasn't coming to the Northwest. Mm-hmm. I told her that sticking a bus in San Francisco was retarded. Speaking of the Final Fantasy PR, it does seem like they're doing something right finally. Isn't there? Oh. Gonna, are there going to be two big launch events in San Francisco? Yeah, great. More launch events in San Francisco. Just what we wanted. Uh, very I guess I, can, I can't get upset about that because every game has a lot of games have launch events and they're always in big cities, right? So, at least this one uh, seems fan oriented for the first. How's time it working? I... I don't have that story. Uh, let me just get you a quick little link since you're the, the professional news reader. Thank you. Well, you could read it. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's not like you guys can't read it. Apparently, Mister made it very clear that it does not work. What? Reading the news. Oh, okay. Awkward and uncomfortable. There are long pauses. Killing time while I get you the story. <laughs> like we're doing now. <laughs> I'm actually going through my TiVo settings to like schedule this all-star game recording. So everyone take a break at home. Take a get a swig of water. Um, you know, send someone a text message. Uh, or you can check surf over to ctvolympics.ca and watch the Olympic coverage. Yeah! Oh, watch it online. There you go. Yeah, so oh, yeah they're see seeing new... everything. Final Fantasy oh, Sorry. ctvolympics.com? CA. ctvolympics.ca. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. Works Canada's as far as I know pretty Olympics. much everywhere except for China. <laughs> except for China. <laughs> what a shock. Maybe Australia. Speaking of Final Fantasy Thirteen on the 360, apparently uh, some exclusive avatar items have just been revealed. Ooh. Yes. Oh, this is the stuff that you. This is the other thing you get in the box with your console. Ah. Uh, so what are the so items? You, you get it, a Rosh outfit and an Abat outfit. Mm-hmm. And the chocobo pet that everyone else got for free. Mm-hmm. That's it. This all. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't understand these names. I have a. I have a chocobo pet. I got it on my character. He flies around and like lands on your head. It's just me. Does he look like you eat him afterwards? Like when he <laughs> disappears? 
<laughs> I don't know. I didn't see it that far. Ugh. So, Anna, on this site, where do you find the live video? Um, okay, it's a little complicated. <laughs> if you just go to the it's index the first time, yeah. it doesn't load up. So you have oh. to go to the video link. It'll ask you to download a little silver program. Oh, Silverlight. <laughs> a, little <Yeah. laughs> a little silver program. Oh, that's that's so precious, and, Anna. <laughs> and uh, once program. you once you've done that, you they, could go back they, to the they, index. They, they had me download this program down. about a bright light. You mean flash? Yeah, the flash. I don't know why I needed the flash. It wasn't a camera, <laughs> but they made me download it. And then they had the silver spoon thing, and that oh, I just it broke my computer. Well, no, I thought I had Silverlight because I've watched um, streaming. You probably, um, you probably didn't have version three or something. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that just makes me laugh. I'm so me. All right, um, I guess we should move on. Wait, Manny, did you ever find the story about? Yeah, I, I posted it oh. several times. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to. Yeah, read um, it. apparently, Square Enix members are going to be are uh, will be in San Francisco will be allowed to attend the March eighth launch party. Uh, only 50 bronze members. Is anyone here a Square Enix member out of curiosity? I am. I just haven't logged into it in forever. Yeah, apparently uh, all the games come with codes or like Nintendo and you register games and you get Square Enix points that you can spend on things. Yeah, except the problem is all the games that came out from Square the past year kind of sucked. So I don't have that well, many points. Well, apparently if you have like a gold gold membership level or something you're like guaranteed you're guaranteed entrance basically only 200 members are allowed and their guests you need to show up with your square enix member id and if you win a special contest apparently you get to go to a, a special exclusive party with uh, some industry insiders like a uh, cory and you behind the halo series why is what Don't ask me why this is a special why I'm am i purpose. going to a final fantasy launch party to talk halo i don't know cory and you's <laughs> gonna be there who's that hey i'm just I I listen to the Bungie podcast. I don't know who that is. <laughs> she only uh she's three four three. Okay. The people are taking over after they leave. Mm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. I see. So even so, it's even less relevant to Halo, is what you're telling me. Because <laughs> it's about the new Halo team. <laughs> oh, make it stop, Manny. All right, so I, I'm wondering, would they? Um, I'm also a member, a Square Enix Jap Japan member, like the their their Japanese website. I wonder if that would apply too. In fact, I think I have more points on that website somehow, which I don't understand. But so l let's look at some of the games you probably would have bought to get Square Enix points. Final Fantasy Thirteen, which if you pulled that off, I want to know how since it's not out yet. Star Ocean: The Last Hope. All of us picked that one up, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's on pre-order. Put my money down. It's all good to go. You really yeah. did? You really did? No, no absolutely oh, the, not. The international <laughs> version? No? Um, no, international doesn't matter. If it's astronomical. Ver no, no, that's okay. The astronomical <laughs> unit version, not buying that yeah. either. Okay. The no. Final Fantasy Eleven Ultimate Collection. Who picked that up? Michael, did you sure. get that? Michael? I don't think I've bought a Square Enix game in a long time. <laughs> Apparently Michael went to Vanadeel right now. He's just not here. All right. Oh, let me hear. I got I got this thing really quickly. A select group of guests will also be invited to the Final Fantasy 13 launch party to take place later in the evening. Industry luminaries such as Gas Power Games, Chris Taylor from Supreme Commander, Microsoft Game Studios, Korean Youth, Halo, and Final Fantasy 13 director Motamu Toriyama will celebrate the Final Fantasy series in its latest iteration. Oh, so Toriyama's there. That's cool. Um, 
Supreme Commander, I understand because they're publishing it. The Halo thing, I still don't get. <laughs> Front Mission Evolved. Yeah. Square Enix is offering an opportunity to win one of 200 invitations. Oh, you don't even get to go. You just have to win an invitation if you're lucky enough. And if you live in San Francisco. Wait, wait, so what does being a gold member have to do with it then? I just thought you had a better chance if you had a better level. Both are limited to Square Enix members with the launch party. Yeah, if they're gold, they're 1 in 200. And if they're bronze, they're 1 in 50. Oh. No, um... Sorry, 1 of 200 or 1 of 50. No, the the day event is limited to 200 members and their guests. And the the party is limited to 50. Okay. And they don't say, I guess, how you're getting in. Oh, this is just going to be fun. You're going to have a lot of angry people there. This will be great. Can't wait to hear how this goes down. All right. Uh, Michael, you back? Apparently not. Chirp, chirp. Chirp, chirp. Grasshoppers. Mm. Okay. So, who's going to fly up to San Francisco for the party? <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> it. About so as I'm many people do. who are going to buy Star Ocean, Astronomical International version. Two guys. <laughs> oh, guys. I hate this. This is awkward now. Oh, you know, Final Fantasy 1 and 2 on the iPhone, they released a big fancy trailer for that this week. Oh, they did? Oh, yeah. Um, it's looking pretty good. Everyone seems to be pretty impressed with it. Hmm. It is. Um, the, the big question is, based on the trailer, I still can't tell if both games are included in the package or not. It's very vague. Okay. Because they say Final Fantasy 1 and 2 coming to iPhone soon. But then if you read some of the Japanese materials, it's be like, Square Enix. They're both they'll, coming. they'll split it up just for the heck of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably $10 The only each. thing they bundled was like um, Crystal Defenders, just because it would have been mean to split that up, I think. All right, so I see a sideways iPhone and some, looks like the PSP-style graphics for Final Fantasy 1. I'm talking to Bahamut. <laughs> and they're dying... And I've got portraits that look like a mono artwork in the text boxes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I saw a big, uh, big old D-pad on the screen that's all stylistic and crystallized. And mm-hmm. some birds flying away in the background in the title screen for Final Fantasy One. I. I see some logos mm-hmm. for the games and available soon on the App Store, which means we don't know when Apple's going to let us oh, sell oh, this I, thing. I, I, I translated the a Japanese post on Game Watch, Game Watch Impress. Oh, really? I didn't know you had those skills. Did you just use Google yeah, or it's called Google Translate. Google Translate. Oh, this should be good. What's it say? Well, they, the game they, are being coming soon with pl- many good features. Happy making you. They said it will be out before spring 2010. Oh, okay. Which so are... that is what March. Yeah. So within the next month, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So there you uh, go. Yeah, I like you, can re- you can buy Final Fantasy again on your phone. Once again. <sighs> oh, boy. So here's back. here's an interesting story. <laughs> Since we're on the Square Enix bend, um, this has been weird, some Twitter stuff going on about... Uh, <laughs> I love this. Because this is so embarrassing for Square Enix. So Final Fantasy Thirteen screens came out from Square Enix, right? And people posted them, and they're supposed to be the 360 version of the game, right? Except the 360 picks were apparently touched up. 
Nice. So let's 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 break this down for a second. Um, we've got a couple issues here. First of all, they release touched up screens and present them as though they're real. That's a bad thing, right? That you, that shouldn't be good ever, right? Um, why were they touched up to begin with? What were they doing with the touched up screens that they were present? Where were they presenting these screens in a context where they felt it was okay to have them touched up? Because That's everybody does it. And the, Isn't that really? False advertising? Um, they usually get yeah. called out. It's usually a bad PR thing when they get called out on that. Yeah, if you get caught on it, it's, it can be bad PR. You get caught on it, yeah. But I mean, most people don't care. The so-called bull shot. <laughs> usually, it's done. It, usually, it's minor enhancements done by professionals that are so well done you can't tell the difference. I mean, and yet I they mean, feel it's... the need to admit it here and be embarrassed by it, which is really odd. I mean, it, yeah. you would think you just oh, what are you talking about? Because nobody has the game yet, how can they call them on it? If hmm. if you're a graphic editor and you you sometimes can notice, I mean, I've I've had people send me pictures as if they're photographs, and because I do graphic editing on the side, I can tell when I zoom into it that it's been photoshopped a bit. Oh, look, there's a healing tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael, have you figured out this uh, Square Enix this screenshot stuff yet? I know you were working on that. I hadn't, so I didn't know what we were talking about. I had a yeah. I'm, I'm just reading through oh, yeah. what um, Billy posted some stuff in the chat room about it, and uh, okay. So Sonia, Sonia posted on her Twitter about this. Sonia is one of the PR reps for Square Enix. It says we are looking into how the Final Fantasy 13 altered screens ended up in our press kit, and will update as soon as possible. This was obviously yeah, this not intentional, was, which of course sounds BS. Show, right? Somebody put them in there on purpose. <laughs> Aside from being easily proven as altered, and this method not being one we use, we don't feel there is a need to enhance the 360. Oh, she's smooth. <laughs> yeah. Well done. We don't feel there's... Of course not. The 360 is a wonderful console that doesn't need to be enhanced. <laughs> I mean, it's such a good game. We have to put it on three discs. <laughs> well, I'm actually. Oh, Manny, you're 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 breaking up a bit. Um, what is what is weird to me is how this game is only fitting on three discs instead of four, like Lost Odyssey did. But I always thought uh, that was like you know this is like should be Final Fantasy. It should be like ten discs. It should be a bazillion discs, and yet eh, three. Well, no. I mean, the Blu-ray isn't that big. 25 gigs is pretty big. 25 gigs, layers. right. So three uh, like nine gigs DVDs, each. they're like six gigs each. You're not missing that much. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, fair enough. Fair so, enough. To yeah. that, you would know, Mr. Game Developer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Website developer. <laughs> hey, I have to do a lot of technical crap. Don't give me any of that. Yeah, it's like true, a day man. where you have to put, do game testing or not work. No, 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 no. That's not game testing. Oh. No, no, no. This is even better. What? This is game day. We get to play poker. We get to play, you know, Team Fortress 2. We get to play whatever we want in a social environment with all our friends, you know, at work. And you do that or you you have to take a paid day off. I hate you so much. That, that's that's my game day in two weeks. It's a so tough much. life. I'm hoping for a poker tournament. It's going to be awesome. Oh, my gosh. Maybe I can help organize it. That'd be cool. And this isn't like President's Day. This is like a normal. Work no, no, day. we get Monday off. Right? Oh no, this gosh. is this is this is February, I think it's February twenty sixth because it's gonna be part of like a community thing we do. And it'd be like, yeah, everybody. Wait, wait. How is it part of a community thing you do? Are you we'll inviting the community? We'll post pictures on the. No, we'll post pictures on our website and put uh. community posts up and stuff. Yeah. Here's Where my is question. that website? Oh. Yeah. Well, is that website? we have two right now. We have list.com, 
mm-hmm. which actually would... has been updated this week. Okay. And then we have snowblindstudios.com, which we're still waiting for DNS changes. So one of those would be where the pictures go? They'll both go. The oh, one okay. for the ones the games at Monolith will be on the list.com and the games at Snowblind will be at snowblindstudios.com. What what is the point of something like that? Hey, look, we play games too. Don't you wish you worked here? That is pretty Speaking much so. Oh, okay. Are they hiring? <laughs> well, it worked. <laughs> um, the whole point of the studio sites is to bring in talent. Uh, so, so not show us. What fun things we do, you know, and it, it's basically to pull in devs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And say we're a fun company to work for, and this is why we have funny cakes. We have game days. Well, Michael hasn't told you is that's the only day I, they get off all year. It's like beyond that, they work twenty four seven. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your day bad. off. I actually, Woo-hoo! I actually worked like forty three hours this week. Oh, like, shut up! <laughs> oh my god! Three hours of extra work. It was so hard. <laughs> we had two launches it was one great. two three three two one what the heck is bothering me wait i did that backwards right. you that was bad i know it's a family anyway. matters reference yeah so chris hates my job i no i resent that i don't have your job i didn't play ion at work like all week <laughs> that's oh, that nice <laughs> what a shame mike well normally like you know i get to take my lunch hour and everything and i was so busy couldn't play ion do your coworkers listen to this podcast? I don't know. His boss <laughs> has apologized for interrupting his ion plane. <laughs> oh my did. gosh! All right, yeah, this I was, is no, a different was world. It was a tw- no, it was ion. Yeah, because I was killing something, and he's like, he walks in, he starts talking, and I turn away and go into healing stance, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your game." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" I had to tweet that like right then. Yeah. So this is the portion of the podcast where we all hate you and uh, yeah, keep taking I'm questions from readers about how much we hate you. He's gotten used <laughs> to it now. I've made it quite clear. I've, Chris has desensitized me. I've just desensitized you. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think we would mind so much. We wouldn't mind as much if you didn't make it like rub it in about how awesome it is. It's like, my job is awesome. You want to know how awesome? It's this awesome. Well, you know, it is part of our community effort to show how awesome we are. Hey, Mike, Mike. How hey, awesome what? is your job? It's freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I get to do all this, and then they actually pay me a lot of money, too. So it's like, wow. Whatever. We're done. We, <laughs> we got to move on. we got to move on to something else. I'm so sorry about that extended basketball-caused derailment. Um, <laughs> basketball cause? Yeah, that was because of Square Enix basketball. You were thing. still That's... doing that? Yeah. Well, see, then... some guy going to get that huge saw out of my garage, so maybe I can get my car in there someday. Okay. So that's why. Is there a garage in your saw? Or a saw in your garage? Or what? There was a giant radial saw in my garage, and some guy bought it off Craigslist, and now it's gone. That's where I went. Now oh, you know. Happy happy. Yeah. And knowing is half the battle. You know what else is good to know? Uh, sales numbers for consoles. Uh, let's take a look at January 2010 hardware sales. Numbers are out this week. We got the Wii up at first place again with 465,000. The Nintendo so DS much at 400. Fickling off and dying. Huh? I know. The DS is in, in at uh, second with 422,000. Xbox 360 at 332,000. PS3 at 276,000. PSP at 100,000. PS2 at 41,000, as the system will not die. All right. Well, they keep releasing games for it. Way, Why would it die? way, way lower than December numbers, which were in the multiple millions. Um, what a shock! And apparently, uh, year over year, they are down, which well, is sad. No, it's not. It's yeah. expected. Oh, year over year. 
So what? yeah, year over year. So uh, January 2009 yes. versus January it 2010. It should be expected. How old are these consoles? You reach a saturation point. Yeah, it should be expected, I guess. Whatever. It's down 21%. I mean, so. Also, uh, what was it? I think gaming in general, um, it's like... The industry is growing because of the uh, number of games that are being released, uh-huh. but the sale of each game overall, the it's average lower. is down like eighteen percent. Yeah, well, except that and that's overall, part of the no, these statements are like like the overall money made by the industry is down, Mike. Oh, I thought like you, hardware I thought was, sales no, you're talking are about down. Console units. Yes, well, hardware, yeah, sales, hardware sales, are sales are down. Overall down sales are down, but the industry itself isn't down that much. Yeah, I suppose not. I don't know because they don't they don't give me the any number of on games. That, so. Well, no, but we we put our own oh, numbers together own. from yeah. those numbers. Okay. And okay. so, like the industry itself didn't suffer that much, but that's you guys, only because do you guys so get the full MPD movies. report at your studio? Sure We're yeah. Warner Brothers. Okay. I'm sure, five grand is nothing to us. Is that how much it costs? I was wondering. That's expensive. five grand. That's what I'm making a five day. Five grand a a month. Oh jeez. I thought it was a year. Oh, okay. That's better. For the full MPD reports, I yeah. think it's five a year. We need to get on the press list so we at least get like as much as we can. I'm tired of getting it from other sites. Uh, hey, MPD people, I'm sure you listen. <laughs> Just add me to your mailing list, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll sponsor you. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, software sales: New Super Mario Brothers Wii, followed by Mass Effect Two. So the story is Mass Effect Two almost took almost got up to New Super Mario Brothers Wii levels, which is cool. New Super Mario Brothers Wii was at six hundred fifty six thousand. Mass Effect Two five hundred seventy two k. Wii Fit Plus five fifty five k. What? I thought Mass Effect Two had like two million. Uh, not yeah, like this in month. the first week. Yeah, in the first week, two million. Yes, that is uh, shipped to that. Okay. This is the difference between MPD numbers and publisher oh. numbers. So those so are shipped ship units million. for all platforms to oh. pub, to stores, right? But when I go to stores and I see that they're making you know card box tag castles out of Mass Effect two boxes, I'll understand why. Yeah, and remember also that that was within two, this is January numbers, so this is the end of January, six days. Oh, so okay, but still, that's a significant sales, right? difference. So that also includes. Uh, Extra out of the U.S. numbers, all fa- all numbers compared to MPD only numbers, which is not all retailers, and Mass PC numbers, which are not included on the MPD. So, I thought Mass Effect Two was I uh, was it a global release? Yeah, apparently. Oh, I mean, assuming people download it, you know, then there's all the well, know, yeah. I mean, so on Steam, things. obviously, you get it. So anywhere I mean, anytime, EA's but... got like numbers of sell through that they get from retailers, plus the Steam numbers, plus the international numbers, plus the PC numbers, plus all this stuff that MPD can't see. So if we're looking, we need to compare, MPD numbers can only be compared, you can only compare MPD numbers only to other MPD numbers. You can't compare them to non-MPD numbers, it just doesn't work. Um, So if you're assuming they do a good job of random sampling, you can compare it to each other to see where they they rank up, maybe. To not have Walmart on there is huge. It's it's the biggest flaw of MPD. But you know, right. So anytime you have an MPD number, you have to increase it by like forty or fifty percent. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So new Super Mario Brothers on top, followed by Mass Effect Two, Wii Fit Plus, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two for the 360, Mario Kart Wii, Wii Sports Resort, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two for the PS3, Army of Two for the 360, Just Dance for the Wii. <laughs> I didn't even know. Th- I haven't even heard of that one. <laughs> Hit the top ten, which beat out Darksiders for the 360. <laughs> oh, poor Darksiders! Ouch. You got beat by Just Dance on the Wii. Ouch! What is Just Dance? Um, it's a song by Lady Gaga. 
Um, Lee. Now it's Just, stuck in my it's, head. It's, it's from Ubisoft. Oh, you've heard of that song? I'm so sorry, Mike. I listen. My what? CD95 plays Lady Gaga like all the time. Ooh. I apologize. All right, so uh, Just oh. Dance is... Oh, this is great. So for the cover for Just Dance for the Wii, let's see some of the awesome things they put on the cover. You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. Hot and Cold by Katy Perry. And Groove is in the Heart by D-Light. D is spelled with three E's. D-E-E-E, Light. There's over 30 oh. tracks. It's by Ubisoft, and I guess you dance with your Wii. I feel so sad that this is getting sales numbers and DDR is not... This is, watch the trailer. You know, I'm just yeah. People watch the trailer. Everybody, this is, this is oh man, this is bad. <laughs> it's like a it's a it's like a mid wait mid nineties. It feels like a B fifty two. They've got video. MC Hammer as the background music of the trailer, and they're showing these people looking awful trying to dance. Wow. Um, you know what it is? It's like um, the last Rabbids game had like a dancing mini game in it. Like not the not the shopping cart one that they just got brought out, but the one before it. And it's like they took that and decided to make a whole dancing game out of it, which is um, odd. Yeah, that's my rec- that's gonna be my pick of the week. Go find the the Just Dance trailer. Oh my god, <laughs> this trailer! <laughs> <laughs> you won't even believe it. <laughs> Let me set this up for you listeners at home. It starts off with a late, uh, an office worker, a very attractive office worker who seems to be very frustrated and disappointed in her day. And all of a sudden, Groove in the Heart starts playing, and her office turns into a disco. <laughs> as, as often happens. Actually, does that happen while at, at your place, Mike? That sounds like Sorry? the sort of thing that can happen where you work. What? No. Why your office turns into a disco. Because you work in the magical land of happy, Mike. Okay, but I don't think 70s disco is where it's at. Oh, you don't have any good taste then. All right, so... Well, no, no, oh, no. Okay, is... we're, we're, we're game developers. There probably isn't anybody alive who was, you know... Who <laughs> anybody the there 70s. who was alive in the 70s? Oh, come no, on. I, I had to rephrase that because I was alive in the 70s, but I was, what, four <laughs> when we got to 1980? So, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's a huge, you know, bring back the 70s crowd at game developer studios. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, there's more to say about MPD, but the point is there's no RPGs up there, and I always like to cover them. Except Mass Effect 2. Oh, other than Mass Effect 2. That's right. That's why I'm covering it. Mass oh, Effect 2. Wow, they didn't get <laughs> There's no two. RPGs. There's just that shooter thing. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> it it got number two spot. Mass Effect 2. Great game. All right. Um, speaking of other RPG news, Obsidian Entertainment, uh, which we mentioned earlier, uh, here's the thing. They are going to develop a new game for Wheel of Time. So they've been, uh, they're working with a, some studio called Red Eagle, which I don't know. And they are going to be working on putting out a, a Wheel of Time developed game, uh, related game. We don't really know anything about it. Um, trying to see what we know. But it sounds okay. like, uh, yeah, Red Eagle says this. So this is how we think it's going to be an RPG. The development team at Obsidian Entertainment has demonstrated time and again that they can successfully blend storytelling and technology to craft a superior RPG game experience, says the Red Eagle game CEO. So I'm guessing that looks good for the RPG prospects of a wheel time game, which is great because the last one was a shooter that, you know, a lot of people like, uh, you know, but, it, you know. As far as shooters go, it's not standing up in the pantheon of shooters. Hmm. 
Uh, let's see. Red Eagle Games. I'll look that up. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, they have a website, RedEagleGames.com. Well, that's. I'm just trying to figure out what they've put out, you know. It, mm-hmm. I always hate it when I go to a game studio site and there's no link to, like, see our games. Well, that's not know. a good sign. Yes, that's why we made ours prominent. Yeah, I have a feeling that... Um, Even some of the Snowblind stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. I think they're kind of... You know what they I think be. this is? I think this is a company that was founded around doing a Wheel of Time game. So if you How go to their website, you'll see, you'll see a big piece of concept art for the Wheel of Time game. So that looks pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Looking good, people. And uh, that's all we know about Wheel of Time. Well, I'm not sure who their spokesperson is now. You're not. Who, what do you mean? For Wheel of Time, right? Didn't the author die? Uh, yeah, but the a guy stepped up and he's uh, wrapping up the series, and okay. he actually was trying to write one book to finish was... it, and he said, "You know what? I can't I do can't it. Do it. <laughs> There's book. too much unresolved stuff. So I can either write a crappy book that wraps it all up." Or I'm sorry, Which people, everyone will hate. I'm gonna write two books, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Ah, not two books." Because <laughs> this no. is well, that's how it started with the Wheel of Time not ending. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> he's it's turning one Harry book Potter, into two. It's gonna be two books, and they're gonna be 700 pages long each. And oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that hasn't come out yet. What? The 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 fi- any of the final books? Oh well, they take a while. Brandon you know I mean? Sanderson is the guy doing the the wrap up wheel of time. Okay, so poor guy. I, I don't envy his position. That sounds really hard. So this is interesting. Uh, Red Eagle Games announced that they're they're hiring a screenwriter, Chris Morgan, who has done game, uh, movies like Cellular, The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, Wanted, and The Fast and the Furious. Why wouldn't you mm-hmm. put that first in that list? Okay, and <laughs> he's mm-hmm. also working on a video game, uh, an adaptation of the game Gears of War for the big screen. And the next installment in the Fast and Furious franchise, as well as the Samurai action movie. All right, this sounds cool. 47 Ronin. So I guess um, they're putting together some big names to try and make a nice Wheel of Time game. It's going to be epic and awesome. And hopefully there won't be 45 expansions and (laughs) various DLC that introduce 27 characters in each (laughs) and become too hard to keep up with. That's some Wheel of Time mm. humor, which I realize. I, is yeah, I know, I know. Because yeah, <laughs> nobody it was cares. We're done because you already did this joke. I didn't mean. Oh, I suck. <laughs> Somebody do the last story. I'm gonna go wild. Well, you corner. know, I was actually wondering about this because you, you seem to have missed other stories. But that's what? Okay. Well, I was I was just going down index and like, um, you didn't? Did you Final Fantasy VIII while I was gone? I skipped it. On Why? purpose, because who cares? Because you don't like Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy VIII is coming out in Europe on your PSN. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't much of a story. You I too can I, I ex- Sometimes I choose, like, this is just going to waste time. I'd rather waste time, like, actually wasting time than just throwing in a story to waste <laughs> I'd time. I'd rather just do random crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the other thing I didn't like is, like, you don't do the reviews and impressions anymore. Well, I do when I remember to put them in there, and I forgot to. Yeah, like last week. So we'll, week, we'll cover it after the news. We'll cover them after the use. Um, and I did cover that when it came out, but whatever. Did not. I didn't get to talk about it. <sighs> you had the chance to pimp your own stuff, and you didn't. Fine. <laughs> Ragnarok. Is Anna still with us? Did we lose her? 
She has fled the scene. <laughs> it's like she popped on. Like I've, Too I've much tried, 13 you know, stuff. She, done she, this, we weren't able to get her on the call, and then she messaged me halfway through the show. She's like, get me on the call. You know, why didn't you call me? I'm like, oh, I, I did. And I, no, I, I believe up. the question was, why am I in this chat window? But Yeah, whatever. well, whatever. So I'm bringing anyway, her in, and then she goes let's away. Let's move along. All right. Ragnarok DS finally has a date. It's coming out February 16th on your Nintendo DS. That's like Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Coming out next week. So go pick that it up for thirty four ninety nine. This is the single player version of an MMO, but I think you can play online with people. So, do we have? Are you copying? I don't. Uh, probably not, and that's usually a bad sign, right? So, uh, especially from Mexi. We had an impression see. copy somehow. Oh, maybe we do. Well, we, no, we have a preview. That's not an impression. Oh, it says in the story we have an impression. Yeah, oh, from yeah. Run to the Sun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not since then. Yeah. So I'm going to wait for the reviews on that one. I'm excited about this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for news. Why don't we go ahead and hit up some reviews while we're while we're sitting here. Um, we First off, we have um, a review of White Knight Chronicles for the PS3. Chris's new favorite game. So I bought this last yeah. Tuesday. I gave you my initial impressions on it on the podcast last week. I've since sat down and finished the game completely. Yay. Everybody okay, so that me. must mean it must have been the best game ever. Chris I finished, finished a game in a week. Get that. I wow. <laughs> That's just crazy. Wow. It's, like, uh, it's time for me to go play the lottery now, buddy. Well, here's here's the thing. White Knight Chronicles is very easy to finish because I fin- it was a 25-hour game. Well, so, so you know, it doesn't take much. You haven't finished. Well, yeah, I know. That and Lost Odyssey, or it's not Lost Odyssey. Let Infinite Undiscovery is right on my shelf. I'm gonna finish that too. <laughs> I'm gonna play this game because nobody likes it. I'm gonna prove them wrong as soon as I ever finish it. Ever maybe. get around to it? Yeah. Yeah. I just remember this rant. It was funny. Well, I, I will. I just haven't gotten around <laughs> to it yet. It's on the list. Leave me alone. I know. Right. What do you want from Moving me? On. I, a lot more than you give. Yeah, apparently. And that's the only review on the site, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, well, we didn't do it last week with the... Um, Sands of Destruction? I thought we did. There's a review of Sands of Destruction up. Go check it out. I think when you mentioned it in passing, we were talking about another review. Mm-hmm. I'm sleepy. All right, so here's the thing. White Knight Chronicles from Mac, Mac, uh, from Mac Storm. Michael Cunningham. He gave it a 2.5 out of 5. We call him Mac Storm. We yeah. call him Easy Street. He uh, okay. said it had a great soundtrack, likable characters, lots of character customization... Um, what this is only part one nonsensical plot points and combat drags um i have to agree with those negatives i have to say that the characters um actually no i I think i agree with pretty much everything he said there i do find that the characters themselves if you take them out of the awful terrible plot that's stilted delivered terribly with awful voice acting and crappy cliches that you can see coming um kind of it kind of it it kind of improves after a while (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, <laughs> what I found is that the plot is so full of cliches that eventually there's so many of them you can't predict it anymore, and that so it's helps. Legend of Dragoon. Um, that well, it helps keep it from being so. You know, the problem with cliches is that you see everything coming, right? So. Well, no. Well, the problem with cliches is you're like, oh, I've so seen. You, this. You've seen it before. You don't want to watch it come to a conclusion. You know what's going to happen, or you know one of three things are going to happen. Nothing is surprising, and it's not entertaining. Well, what I found is that there was so much of this, it so got so buried that I was no longer able to predict what was going to happen. I was able to get some genuine, like, oh, okay, didn't see that coming. They, stuff. they were running too many cliches by you. you and should. then it ended with cliches again, though. So. 
<laughs> so it's like this was turning into something good and the, oh so the story just is a wash on this entire game i'm sorry I, i'm really hoping for part two they they get their act together and make something that's more watchable and because uh, i mean that's how the story unfolds in this game it's like terrible um this game moves aw- along at this at this rate terrible battle scenes plot along to next area uh, eventually give up on the battle system entirely and just run hoping that you don't die and avoid all the enemies to trigger the next cutscene. <laughs> watch the cutscene which is like a movie except the movie's bad and then go <laughs> to the next one get to wait, a, a wait, boss fight a movie being bad doesn't make it not a movie i know it's a movie except it's, it's bad. a b-rate movie we're good yeah i know it's like movie yay uh, bad oh all right, oh. so and then you 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 rinse and repeat, and eventually you get to the point where you have to level up a little bit, but you know, big deal. I didn't mind the battle system. I don't know why I don't. I'm the only one who doesn't mind it. it. It's just it doesn't go anywhere. So once you get over the fact that that what that circle, which the way the circle is presented, it's it's totally a psychological thing about how infuriating that circle is. It's like when you actually just let it be, just an active time battle thing, and. You just don't have access to your menu until then. You know, if they took the menu off the screen when it wasn't your turn to act, that would do it too. Just something about your menu being there and that circle just saying you can't do anything yet. You can't. Yeah, do anything the big yet. red X saying don't. You're not good to do it. And and, like, and on, on top of that, yeah, while people are dying, combined with <laughs> the fact that um, you don't know what influences the circle. Eventually, you find out that heavier armor makes you go slower. Heavier weapons make you go slower. Well, the, I, I knew that because they told me at E3. But. Oh, okay. So eventually learn, okay, I can influence a little bit. It doesn't oh, like matter. I make, I Honestly, make my it doesn't matter. I, my, I was able to push through this game because I said, screw this. I'm not looking for treasure chests. I'm not looking for side quests. I'm and not I'm playing not, the game for I am fun. not gonna going for um, the item crafting. So I haven't really done any of those things. Um, <laughs> I just push through the game because it's under a 30-hour game. I'm going to finish this so I can complain to this without people yelling at me saying, you didn't finish the game how dare you complain at this and that was so, just complain you didn't actually play the game honestly that was it was a lot more fun once i did that all right <laughs> once i stopped trying to like actually enjoy the game which has systems i don't enjoy and just pushing I through it trying to enjoy the game i enjoyed it more well yeah i mean honestly if you try to go you're just gonna get driven crazy by the interface in this thing and, and uh, uh, you know it collecting things is like an mmo chore you have to go through missions and look for sparkling things and collect them and then go back to town, upgrade Ooh, your weapons uh, one or, t- or twice, go out, get like 25 other things. Oh, look, a new round of equipment just opened up. You got to get all those items again. It's just, oh, it's just, ugh. It, I, the way I think it is meant to be played is that you're supposed to really enjoy the online component and you're supposed to play with your friends and you'll get lots of items to do upgrades through the online component you'll level your your personal character a lot for that um you can actually once you get to level 50 you can reincarnate your guy back down to level five get 40 bonus skill points and eventually over time you can max out pretty much every skill in the game for your character your character is the only one who can do that um Definitely you can also start a, you can also start a new game plus which um, repopulates all the treasure chests and adds new ones um so you can really get into item crafting and open up a higher level equipment for what point i have no idea Maybe improving badass online. online. What yeah, else? Except, I'm, well, yeah, except, yeah, I hope there's some really good online missions then. So, nope. Well, nobody's playing with me, so it's hard for me to check. I asked, I asked Mac. <laughs> he well, said, I, of the 50 missions, there are actually 17, and then they're just harder versions of them. 
Oh, I don't even have 17 of them open because my guild rank isn't high enough because I haven't played with anyone. Anyway. So, well, what I've, what I've, what I'm trying to do is I'm waiting for Michael to play this a little bit online because I think this could be fun to play online, but it, I'm going to need some friends to do it because the random user experience thing that ain't working for me. That he doesn't you know, people who don't talk to each other on the chat or the people who have a chat headset they get on there and just it just sounds like <laughs> and, and like why am i listening to you and then you mute them and then you realize that the four people you started a mission with half of them dropped and okay go finish it on your own <laughs> yeah so so it really it, you kind of need to make some friends and and i'm i'm of course exaggerating you can also just get a mission together and everyone go take it down and everyone uses the auto translate thing and puts it hey happy times good game have to type words and or some somebody might actually hook up a, a you know a keyboard and you'll be like oh wow Someone went through some effort to hook up a keyboard. Good for him. I know. They don't even have the cute little chat thing that Microsoft has. I know. <laughs> well, I guess they're hoping you'll buy the Sony Bluetooth headset, which is supposed to be quite nice, but I don't have. Um, I guess you could use any Bluetooth, but whatever. So uh, what I want to say is that this is not a 2.5 out of three, 5 game. This is a 3 out of 5. This is a mediocre game. It is not a below mediocre game. There are too many points in this that are done seemingly well or that have a chance of being done well, and there's too much potential in this game. If they actually sit down See, and they break out a really good story um, for number two, this could really shine. They need to clean this, up some interface. They could really get go somewhere here. So That's what bugs me is that someone says, well, it gets a higher score because it has potential not to suck. Um, well, I'm sorry, but... What, uh, that that's an iffy statement in a review. Um, well, that's fine, but uh, the point is that when I come away from this game, I don't see a two and a half game. I said this was average. This was mediocre. This uh, was not like low. You don't mediocre. like the battle system. You don't like the story. You don't want to do any of the yeah. But side if you stuff, if you stop and, and if you stop worrying about the battle game. system so much, the battle system doesn't become a problem anymore. But it, I just think when you're when you're so worried about avoiding half the game, you can't call it an average game. Yeah, I was about to say, um, this is, I mean, this uh, 3.0 is average when you Mediocre. consider what is... There's no such no, thing as an average it's game. Average. There's no 3. such 0. thing as an average game. You there, can't have an average game. You can't medi- make a mean out of games. It's a it's a <laughs> nonsensical statement. You can have a mediocre game, which is the middle, middling game. Well, maybe it's, that's it's the way it is statement. in the world of Chris. But no, in the world no, of in the world of reality, there's no such in thing. In the world of reviewers Philip, at RP Gamer, that's what it says on our website. That's what every webpage you go to says. Average three point. It says average, but there's two meanings to average. You can have a mathematical average, or you can have um, a qualitative average. And a qualitative average is a synonymous with the word mediocre. That's how it works. Well, I, you know, tomato, 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 whatever. If you're going to sit there and tell me all the things you just sat there and told me that I've sat here and listened to for the last 10 minutes, of which most of them were negative with a couple of potential positives, I'm going to say whether you call it tomato or tomato, that sounds like a below average game versus what else I can be playing right now on my PS3. I, it does not sound like an average game. It doesn't look like, uh, it, 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 you know, you can call it what you will, but uh, it sounds like to me from what you've told me, uh, half of the PS3's library out there is much better than that. I just that's not an average game. That's a mediocre game. That's a lower than average game. That's an below average game the average. is a mediocre game. 
Yeah, well, this is below mediocre from everything you've just said. It's not even mediocre. Work. Well, I mean, it's bland. I mean, it's it's truly bland. I mean, it's there's nothing that like makes me. I I was able to sit down and just push through it, which tells me there's nothing in there that's really turning me off to the game actively. And there's nothing that I can sit there and, re- and recommend. Well, maybe, uh, but except I was able to skip it. Yeah, you know, I mean. Okay. It, it sounds like to me your list of negatives, you have more and it, they outweigh the goods, whatever goods are there. What you were talking about were potential goods, which uh, that, that doesn't even really help us a whole lot. Yeah. You're talking – you've got much more bads in your bad column than you could do goods in your good column, and that to me is below average. Well, Mediocre. let me think of the good things. Hold on. I'm waiting. Yeah. The cutscenes <laughs> look pretty. <laughs> They're acting <Woo>! badly. Um, <laughs> no, that's not a good thing. No, I'm saying that counteracts it. Okay. Yeah, I don't care how good they look if it's like they look pretty. No, the, no, 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 no. The acting is usually Shatner no, no, not the in-game cutscenes, oh. the movie cutscenes. Um, oh, yeah. Well, the ones where they actually the in-game talk? cutscenes are kind of bland. <laughs> oh, the in-game cutscenes where they should also be done by William Shatner. You know, when you actually up. get to actually do combos in the battle system, those are nice. You do combos in the first battle. I know, but you can't do like five-point combos in the first battle. Oh, it's oh, fine. You get to five-point combos, and, like, when you unlock your mechs, like, when you get the second mech and you get, like, all sorts of cool stuff in it, it's, like, um, that helps a little, except you have to charge it, which is bad. Uh, See, that's the one thing I think they should have done a little better with. I think with the charging, you should have had your little idiots charging for you. But here's the thing. My point is, when I look, you know, besides trying, a game can always be better than the sum of its parts. And that's why I still take exception to your guys' argument to my argument. Um, this game, when I was all said and done, it felt like you know that was a mediocre experience. You know, it wasn't it wasn't terribly good, but it wasn't terribly bad either. And it didn't. It, it felt like something I was okay with having gone through. A, I didn't feel like my time was completely wasted, and I didn't feel point, like I, a two point five is none of a two point five is not a complete waste of time. A two point five is generally something that, with today's day and age, we're in the year twenty ten. Uh, we know what to expect out of our modern RPGs these days, like Mass Effect and whatever have you. Uh, with those kind of games, have been out for years. We we. Uh, below average just means it, it wasn't it, it wasn't something I felt really compelled to play when I when I've got other games out but there. An, out there, an there's average so much. game. The problem with your statement, JC, is he has spent like three years saying he will never play a game that is below average because there's too much that's good out there. Ah, uh. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, well, mine. You're counting. You're counting. It. it clearly is not under. It can't be a bad game because it can't be a bad game. He can never play Blade Dancer. Well, I think we know that's a bad game, though. <laughs> no, it's like it's like if he has completed it, it has been risen to the level of three, because uh, because in Chris's reality, anything that bad to... should have been burned or never completed. You know, so you're, there you're are fighting. People... Here. Yeah, and, and I mean, we, I, we... obviously, I believe that reviews are extraordinarily subjective. All right, we should get that out of the way. <laughs> so. A review is a single-person opinion. You know, I, there's nothing stopping me if I play White Knight Chronicles. I think it's awesome. I give it a four. I get reamed. So what? You know? It was my personal opinion. It was not going to happen. <laughs> but, you know, you're going to find someone who thinks that the game you hate is awesome. Mm-hmm. So you're going to find someone who uh, – you're going to find someone who doesn't like Mass Effect 2. 
And I mean, mm, we know. have had people that have come up in the uh, White Knight Chronicles thread and is like, I can't believe you gave this a two and a half. I think, you know, what I think it's my like, real problem is, is I just can't handle the 0.5 scale system well. <laughs> And I never have been able to. It's I never like, want. I just. I only want five points of gradation, you know. And I want to toss all the mediocre games into three and just be done with it and stop trying to position a I, two and a half versus I a three. I too often, but yeah. I never wanted point fives. Yeah, it's it was it, to me by but one that, that you know that that's not the system we have. So I guess I should just deal with it. All right, two and a half. I, I you know what? As much as I want to try and argue against it, I can't. <laughs> Yay! That wins. <laughs> I just oh something bugs me about it. It's like this felt, yeah. Chris played a bad game. The end. N- well, no. It, well, <laughs> it's not, not a bad. T- it's two point is bad. Oh, two point oh, I know. Bad. God, please don't start that again. No, the, the thing is, you know, when it when all is said and done, you're absolutely right. It was mediocre, but you know, slightly on the low end of mediocre. So I guess two and a half right. makes sense. <laughs> all right, there we go. <laughs> I hate you guys, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> Whew, I didn't think we'd ever get through that. Uh, I'm just All trying right. to justify the fact that I spent a week playing that, I think. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I, what, what, Honestly, what, what, I had fun. What, I had some fun while playing it, especially what, the more I let go and the more I just flowed with it, it was, became much more enjoyable. And maybe I'm just learning how to deal with mediocre games or something i don't know and i mean i think what's important is is that i just think you're going through the same evolution that a lot of our readers are going through Mm -hmm. like you have looked at the reviews in the past and you've said well it's a two or a two and a half game i'm not going to play it i'm not going to bother wasting my time Mm -hmm. and you know the thing that we never discuss in the reviews because it is so variable from person to person we simply can't judge it is that sort of ephemeral fun factor Mm mm-hmm and I mean, if a game is really fun, it can be complete, you know, crap and still be really fun for someone. And I think this is what you've run into at this point, is White Knight Chronicles is not a good game. I mean, <laughs> you know, it just, it really isn't. It's, yeah. it's a good idea in theory. The execution didn't work. Yeah. If there's a White Knight Chronicles 2, we hope it's going to be a lot better. Yeah. Um, but it is a really fun game for those people who do get into it. And I I still want to try out the online stuff with like some friends. Right, and, exper- and I mean the fact that you know that, you can acknowledge that this is a mediocre game, and you still want to play it, you know, means that your attitude has definitely evolved from where it was in the past. Yeah, I mean this is I think kind of the problem that I have reviewing some of the games that I've been doing lately. <laughs> Because, for example, that Avion title that I did, it was super fun. And it was, like, exactly what I wanted to play. But realistically speaking, it is, like, the absolute most average JRPG you can get. It is the straight-down-the-line traditional average JRPG experience. So as much as I loved it and I found it fun and I'm playing the second one, I know that a lot of people are going to play the first one and go, wow, I just wasted five hours of my life. Hmm. But that was a and question. This is what I we've was... been trying to explain to you for years, Chris. Except, and you've been like, no, no, that game is... see, here you do it again. <laughs> Your examples are always slightly different than the one what you're trying to apply it to for me. Because here, even I admit that you know, while I enjoyed some parts of it and enough to play through it, and you know, it felt mediocre experience, but you know, you know, it was fun enough just getting through a hey, game in a week. If you, so... if I had genuine fun with this game and I felt that there was some part of the game that was really speaking to me, like this is 
a quality Japanese RPG as applies to me, I would not be calling it mediocre. I would actually be bumping it up higher than that. And I think that's what you should be doing for Aveyond. I just think it's self-justification. No, I know what you're saying because I've been kind of going through the the same motions myself with playing in a, a Brave Story. It's it, it, you know it, it's very pretty, and I'll give it I'll give it a four out of five for graphics easily. Mm-hmm. But you know when it comes to the story so far, and great, I'm like 20 hours into, it, I haven't beat it yet. Maybe it'll get better right at the end or something. But as far as story and the battle system goes, this is extremely traditional. This thing does nothing outside of the out of the box. This battle system would have been right in place really on the on the Nintendo yeah. One. I and mean, there's there's nothing so, that says that a traditional game can't be a good game, but like, but it, a, it, a high it, scoring it's so, game. It's so unoriginal. The question is, does that mean it's an average three point or is this just so unoriginal that it's really kind I, of? I would never consider the originality score a prerequisite for giving the game an overall higher score. Which means, but but see, it means your mileage is going to vary. If you're somebody like me who's been playing traditional R, uh, JRPG since 1942, and, and the thing to accept is that and, you need to find a reviewer who thinks like you. Your your review is not meant to apply to everybody. Your review applies to you, and people read and learn what makes you tick, and then they read your review and apply it to themselves. That's how reviews work. No, that's not how our reviews work. <laughs> That's how rev- that's the only way that reviews can work. It's the basic definition that's of a subjective review. That's not how reviews work. You can't you cannot get into somebody else's skin, Anna. You can't tell me what somebody else is going to like or not. Creepy. No, of course not. But I mean, <laughs> Stop I think it, Mike. <laughs> the implication you put is that our reviews are very personal. It's what I think. But I mean, our reviews go beyond the scope of what do I think. Yeah, when I'm writing a, a staff, I mean, when I'm writing a staff review, I really have to, you know, I I understand I have these inclinations. Like I personally love strategy RPGs uh, and tactical RPGs, so when I play one, uh, that tends to really, really super appeal to me more than anything else. But does that really justify me? You know, if the game is mediocre in in every respect, even though I personally liked it so much, I kind of look at that and I have to say I, I need to do what's right for the audience here and call a spade a spade it's a mediocre game even though I really enjoy this type of battle system except if I am somebody into strategy RPGs and I know you are also into strategy RPGs and I see you giving a strategy RPG a 5 out of 5 I know that's going to appeal to me that's, that's where your service comes in I know that you are the, the body of the review it's not just look at the score yeah, and yes. I would say the other way is true as well. Just because a game has a good score doesn't mean it's going to apply to you. You need to read the body of the review. You shouldn't have to go to the body of the review to find out if the three is appealing. The five is what gets you interested. Then the text lets you know if no. this is applying to you. No. Yeah. Why yes. Do yes. Do this with our scores? No, because that, that's how scores work in a human brain. You see, I need to see the short summary. Is this something I should even bother looking at? Okay, I need the number. Okay, now I should read the text review <laughs> because there's something in here that I should find out if I'm going to enjoy it as much as this reviewer said. If I just see a three on the top of the review, I'm not even going to bother reading it because obviously it was bland. There's no reason for it to appeal to anybody. Except that's completely not how our reviews work. Yeah. I, I'm just telling you, that's how that's how scoring works. That's how people think. They see this number. Okay, there's something to think about here. You see a number, and it's going to turn you I've off. Why are you going to bother reading it? Or a number, you know, putting the number first kind of prejudices them for the rest of the reading. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of think we should, like, move that template down to the bottom. <laughs> hmm. 
Because we can't remove the scores entirely. Uh, honestly, I'll tell you honestly, Anna, what I what I do when they put the number at the bottom is I scroll down first and then I scroll up. <laughs> I don't think where you put the number is a thing. The only people who've really gotten around this are the ones who don't do numbers to their reviews. And honestly, because they don't give me that easy option of filtering out whether or not this could possibly appeal to anybody, I, I, I just don't read their text. Yeah, like we're... Not in a position to get rid of our scores. No, I, I that's know not going to happen. In my it, it, no, none of the none of the sites wanting to be indexed and talked about can, but um, that's a whole other issue. Uh, oh well. So obviously, I'm at odds with our review system, but it doesn't matter. I don't mean to. I didn't mean to go on a rant on that. Obviously, it's been working well for years. So. <laughs> Well, it, it has its it has its strengths and weaknesses. It's not just us, of course. It's it, this all started back when game pros and of the world and whatnot started giving numerical scores back to games at the beginning. And you're right, I, I see exactly where you're coming from on both sides. Um, I'm the same way. There's so much media that's out there. Uh, in the morning, I've got 15 minutes to read the, the the news and the highlights of the day, so I quickly scan game rankings. And yeah, if you're below 75 percent, ch- chances are, unless it was a particular genre or something that I was going to be keeping an eye out on anyways you're right i'll just i'll just skip right past it and move on to the next thing and and occasionally i've gone back and regretted that occasionally i've i've you know saw something later on and and realized i skipped it and might have missed out on something for the most part the scanning thing works for me but yeah there are those times you miss those gyms in a rough because it got maybe a mediocre score but it had a great battle system a tactical battle system which normally appeals to me i honestly don't want the reviewer trying to think what i'm going to think about a game i want to hear what he thinks about it I don't want him giving the score he thinks I'm going to give it. I want him giving the score he gives it. And that's just really what it comes down to for me. I don't want you trying to interpret what the score is going to be for all of humanity or just the general gamer or your target audience. Tell me what you think about it. I know what you think about games in general, and I'll figure it out. (laughs) That's my job. (laughs) That's that's the way I I look at it. I I worry about people when they review, and they're totally more obsessed with what they feel the the gamers want to see mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm, i've read reviews where it's like it's a perfect score and you read the review and he's like well yeah except for all these flaws that you should just ignore uh-huh. i'm like no you know i've read reviews like that and i'm like that's not you don't just should review flaws because this game should have been perfect and it wasn't you know i mean that the, you get things like that you've lost my trust as a reader that you know what the hell you're talking about well but at the same point um, it teaches you something about their scale. And if you can understand what their scale really means and that uh, you know, a full-score game on their scale doesn't mean perfect, that, that, that could come well, back there, into relevance Well, there's perfect and there's, there's – no, I, first of all, there's no such thing as a perfect game. Right, so exactly. So giving a high score – you know, we gave Mass Effect to 5 out of 5. It's right. not a perfect game, nope. but I have finished it. And, you know, I originally was at the 4.5. I'm like, this game isn't – but it brings – you know, I, I am now kind of in the 5 for 5 crowd. It's not perfect. There are things I don't like, but that's not a flaw. That's, you know, my personal feeling. Yep. You know, and if you can get past the fart – the fart? That a 5 out of 5 does not mean perfect – then you should be comfortable saying, yes, Mass Effect 2 is a 5. No problem. All right, so um, I'm going to end this discussion here. Um, People, here's your discussion topic for next week. Talk about how you think the scoring should work. Oh, goodness. I know, I know. uh, You know, we'll we'll read your comments, and we probably won't discuss it very long because I think we've discussed it plenty here. But um, Mm. here's your discussion topic. (laughs) 
<laughs> which I'm saying mostly just so we can move on. <laughs> Moving on. Now, dis- now discuss amongst yourselves. I am I am interested, you know, and we've done this in the past, so I'm interested to see where people are at with it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. What else we got? I think it's time for our picks. So let's go around and, and knock those out. Who wants to, who's who's interested You're in talking? first. Hmm? Why do I make run through first? <laughs> well, first of all, did Boz play games? Ladies no. first? Ladies <laughs> first. Maybe if One, two, three, three not it. <laughs> yeah, not it. <laughs> oh. My pick of the week is watching the Olympics. No. Ah. Um, but I am sort is that of required by Canadian the background law? while we do this. Mm-hmm. They decided to go on with the luge today, which actually kind of surprised me. Hmm. I didn't because they structurally tested it and said, yeah, he screwed up. I mean, they, they, they even said he wasn't, he's not like super experienced at it. He was so, he probably shouldn't That's have been true. on that luge. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry sure. he died. I'm, I'm, I don't want to insult him in any so way. So somebody but... died on the luge? Yeah, somebody died in the luge. One oh, of wow. the George, uh, Georgians uh, was practicing yesterday and flew off the luge. Flew off him. the track and hit a uh, steel post and was killed on impact. Yeah. Flew off? Yeah. yeah. Crazy. So... This never happened before. And so they it's like the fastest and... luge track in the world. Wow. Yes, it, is. it is. It's one of the fastest, yeah, fastest, most dangerous, basically, they're saying. Um, they did have a couple Americans saying that it is kind of dangerous, and if you don't know what you're doing, uh, you shouldn't be on there. But, but it didn't stop even them, some did professionals, it? Even some professionals got yeah, hurt. The, but, I mean, the guy who died was, like, 18? Yeah, but you can be a pro loser in the Olympics, right? It's not oh, yeah. amateur only for losers. But, I mean, right? he was relatively inexperienced. That is yeah, there's that, no longer... Right. Pro was, applies to like ice skating and stuff, right? It's not like the anti-pro rules are on the luge. Well, as as in you've had a lot of experience. Okay. Obviously, you don't have. I mean, every, professional if you're luge events—they're on every week. Um, yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ESPN four, I think it is. <laughs> ESPN fourteen, but actually. <laughs> no, no, no. 13, yeah, right? I have my my people actually um, kind of gamers gate because I ended up getting uh, a gift of blue coins from. One of the listeners. What are blue coins? And blue coins are actually like a gift currency where if you want to um, allow someone to buy a game, you buy them blue coins and they're automatically deposited into their account and then they can buy games on your dollar sort of idea. Oh, okay. So I got some blue coins and uh, I've uh, I've been doing that. What would you pick up? Having, I actually have picked up a couple different games. Um, mostly puzzle games. Mostly typing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had to finish typing on a message. Uh, yeah, mostly just kind of some puzzle games. I, uh, I picked up Heroes of Hellas 2, and I picked up, uh, cr- uh Cribbage the Golden Peg. And... Cribbage the Golden Peg, I love that yeah, title. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I haven't played Cribbage in such a long time. I was uh-huh. like, yeah, I totally want to play some Cribbage. Fair That'd enough. Cool. Fair enough. So yeah, that's what I've been doing this week. Okay, cool. I tried to play. And there's another one that I can't remember the name that I've been playing. I just played it a little bit last night. Um, I put it in the completed. Uh, I put it in the completed games thread, and now I can't remember it. <laughs> oh, that's gonna drive me insane. Ah, uh, fail. 
yeah, I've been definitely enjoying my my little uh, puzzle games this week. Mm-hmm. So that's my pick. All right. Um, I'll go my. I'll go next. Um, I wanted to give you an avoid a White Knight Chronicles, but it worked itself up to pretty me- mediocre, as you remember. So <laughs> I can't really say <laughs> pick or avoid. <laughs> So I'm not sure what to say about it. (laughs) I think you said enough, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't play any Mass Effect 2. Uh, I played a lot of Mushihime-sama Futari last night. I modded my uh, Street Fighter 4 fight stick to have an eight-way gate on it. So I got eight ways of clicky goodness on my joystick. And only the purest of shoot 'em up um, people will care at all about that. It's an import shooter for my 360. I love it so much. But that doesn't work as a pick either because it's not an RPG. And on iPhone, we were playing that Words with Friends thing. I'd love to make that a pick, but it's not an RPG. It's more and of a WPG. Says our picks have to be RPGs. I don't know. Yeah, People want know. more RPGs on our show, you know? Right. Well, well, my you, pick would definitely be Words with Friends for the iPhone then. What? Yeah. We are loving still that so much. Huh? Still clutchy as hell. Yeah. Words with Friends. Yep. It's Scrabble. I'm just surprised. It's a I free Scrabble client that you can play online. What? I thought you'd bear it in your iPhone because I have a lead. Wait, what? You would oh. bury it in your iPhone and never play again because I have the lead. Yeah, after I've beaten you three times. Well, two of them I resigned. <laughs> yeah, I know. So badly that you were losing that you gave up. <laughs> well, yeah, because I didn't really... <sighs> Scrabble's a different mentality playing with you than playing with my grandmother. I'll just say that. <laughs> what does that mean? Because <laughs> I means... I... When I played with he my grandmother... He's considerably more competitive with you. <laughs> yes. No, my, you are more competitive than my my grandmother's. Like, let's just build some words, let's have some fun, and you're like, yeah, I, I try to kick his points, butt. and I'm yeah. like, holy crap! <laughs> so I totally had to rethink how I play Scrabble, and you can tell by the huge cluster beats yeah, of you have words to make made, big you know. words with lots of points. I, I don't understand. No, 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 it's so. not the big words. It's making multiple words with one word. Ah, uh, that's what's getting me ahead. Because mm-hmm. I've done that like five times now, and I've never done that before playing All with right. you. I just got thirty-four points. So it's your move. Um. <laughs> you have a 15 point lead I have to find some big word We're, it, we, this game's actually really close but this is a wonderful thing so it, what it does is you play online you, um, it's like playing Scrabble on Facebook so you make your move and then your opponent's notified it's their move they make their Z? Turn. it's it's whatever that yeah that's spelling of the letter Z um, Z-E stuck yeah. <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> Oh, and and so it, it's really cool. So go check it out if you have an iPhone. It's free. You can buy the paid version like I did um, to avoid getting the ads. And just because I'm loving this game so much, I want to support them. Um, but there you go. Words I thought you friends. were still deciding whether or not we're going to get Scrabble or not. Um, you didn't say you want to pay any money, so what do you want? I don't know. I, we, I thought we were still thinking about it. I'd love to get both and compare them. But you it's don't... not like you have a shortage of money. Well, before. I already own Scrabble. I bought Scrabble months and months ago. Oh, okay. The question is what you were going to buy. So, yeah. I can can spell Toga again. How about um, uh, Manny? What did you get this week? Uh, You guys know my computer basically was broken for the whole week, so I ended up having more free time to play games than I would have liked. So I finished up Bioshock, uh, God of War on PSP, and I did the... The, the first DLC for Fallout 3, what was it called? Operation Anchorage? Yeah. Yeah, so that was... I certainly uh. cover... Is anyone else did Operation Anchorage? Or? I don't think I anyone else... Fallout 3 first. I don't think any of us have finished Fallout 3, other than you. 
Oh, I never finished it. I just did Operation Anchorage. Oh, okay. I got the Game of the Year edition, so everything was just right there. Got it. You know, you can get that for like 30 bucks now. Yeah, I know, I know. Thank you. I still haven't... I I honestly have no interest in any of the DLC. I'm just going to play through the game at some point and be done with it until one of these expansions or the sequel actually sounds interesting enough to try. Um, I I will have a a little preview of my pick for next week is... um, I just got an iPhone game to preview slash review called uh, Across Age. It's a sort of like a Zelda-esque RPG with... Have anyone played the DS game Portrait of Ruin? Castlevania Portrait of Ruin? I have played Portrait of Ruin, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know where you're switching between the two characters on the fly to solve puzzles and get through dungeons? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like that. It's like mix, Zel- mix a 16-bit Zelda with uh, Portrait of Ruin switching characters on the fly and, you know, a sort of typical... Uh, Japanese RPG sort of kind of story. Cool. Um, so far, what I've seen, it looks pretty. I mean, it controls... It, it's interesting the way the combat works. Is, um, you don't really push any buttons to attack people. It's all real-time combat. You don't push any buttons to attack people. You sort of walk into them, and you attack okay. automatically. So it's like a half-minute hero. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> but apparently you have to attack from a, from an angle to oh, right. avoid a counterattack. It's, it's strange. I'm not sure what I think about it just yet since I just started, but I should... Uh, have a write-up for it up pretty quick, pretty soon, and by next week I'll have my my full impressions of whether this is a pick or an avoid. Because you know, for a seven-dollar iPhone game, you should be sure what you're getting into, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, but I one agree. thing though is that it has like fifteen to twenty hours of gameplay. I mean, for an iPhone game, that's kind of unheard of. That is um, that's quite a lot. What was the name of the game again? Uh, Across Age. Across by Age by FDG Entertainment. FTG. FDG. FDG. Okay. I've got a number of iPhone games, uh, RPGs. Have you played any of the other ones? Are you, like, doing a roundup, or did you do a roundup on them? Um, I'm, I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to get a lot of that together right now. Okay, cool. Because i got, like, all these like Zenonia this... ones and Enosia and I tried the Zenonia, Raven Sword. The, uh, and I don't the light know. version? Yeah. I didn't really like it that much. Hmm. It's kind of like Zelda-ish, but more RPG, so I don't know. This one's more Zelda than RPG, I would say. This but one. you do level up. Okay. Cool oh, beans. and uh, any more iPhone fans out there, uh, Plants vs. Zombies is coming out this Monday for $3. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, Of course, I do have one final really good pick. It's a, it's a link. I don't know. Never mind. It's too hard. To, but basically, <laughs> the AnimeReality.com, Ernie Hudson, has some great Pokemon tips for you on how to become a Pokemon master in all of your games. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go Ernie check that Hudson out. from the Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it? And nice. It, all right. Ernie Hudson's Pokemon tips. Who's Ernie Hudson? He was uh, in the Ghostbusters. Oh. He was the token black guy. Oh, when... okay. The token black <laughs> I know he exactly was. who you mean now. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's just like, wow, okay. No, come on. Like, every 80s movie had a token black guy. Yeah, no, I, I know. I know. It's just, it's just, the... just saying it like that. Are you <laughs> our token black guy? Ooh. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> you, know, you know half yeah. the audience was thinking know it. Going We're going to be getting some real nasty letters here this week. You know, we've said that, and nobody's ever really sent us a nasty letter for being me. Well, it's uh, true. I'd love to have more racial diversity on our show, but we take what we can get. We're equal to diversity. Right. Native American. Hola, como estas? 
Okay. Vamos a hablar de los juegos hoy. I'm still not really sure what Kiro was. Um, so he was He's something. a token Mormon. I love that. <laughs> si, el token Martin. Wait, Morton? Morton. Morton. <laughs> What's Morton? <laughs> Morton, whoa. <sighs> Fun times. Same Pokemon. Who's next? Uh, I guess I'm left, right? Where did Phil go yet? No, you go first. I'm going to let Phil go last, and he's going to take us into his deals after his segment. So, Ah, okay. So my pick has to be Mass Effect 2. Ah, okay. I mean, that That's an easy one. <laughs> that is such a good game. Yeah, I you finished never... it this week, didn't you? Yeah, I've never just been like... It's been a long time since I've been literally like sitting there, and you know my fun job, and it's like, I want to go home and play Mass Effect 2. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I just I want to get through it. I want to see what's going on. I want to get everybody's story, and then I want to just beat the crap out of some bad guys. And I did, and it was awesome. And you know, my theory for two was wait for three before buying two. There's no question. I am not waiting to buy three. It's like it is as soon as I can pre-order it, I'm going to get that thing. Got it. I want to see how it ends. So, well, now that yeah. I made you buy two, obviously you were going to get three when you were when it came out. Right, but no, 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 I'm not like, I'm not waiting for it to be cheap. I'm totally oh, like, okay. I, I want it day one when Gee. it comes out. Wait, I wait, wait, it. wait. Does that mean I was right about something, Michael? Hey, first time for everything. <laughs> Michael was not going to do it and I convinced him to finally he come did. on. He did. Well, it, was it. Also, it wasn't in the budget and then I managed to get White Knight Chronicles as a review copy. So I was like, yay! Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad because if I had to if I had to say that I spent money on White Knight Chronicles over Mass Effect 2, Ooh, that I may be... have to shun myself. Uh, for that. Even I'm sure that would be a mistake. <laughs> yeah, so life's good. Play Mass Effect 2. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Fair enough. I mean, it's understandable. I mean, as far as White Knight Chronicles had so much hype, I mean, back two years ago, of course, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I don't really remember that much hype for that game. I, I. I, for a while, I was seeing a, a bunch of various websites. Yeah, I mean it, that was the E3 game that we were, you know, they were really toting to us, and it looked fun at E3. It's funny too. I remember that you and I came back, and we we're like, "Yeah, it's not bad. Give it a chance. Give it a chance." We got well, White Knight. You guys were all excited about White Knight. I know. We were like, "Yeah." yeah I was like, "You guys are fun. nuts." That's what I think. Yeah. Very I think personable I said that. Japanese PR woman was very nice to us the whole time. I'm glad to see I was vindicated on White Knight. Oh, I blame the PR woman. She was very nice, and she convinced us. Oh. I do, too. Michael is to be... very susceptible to female PR women. Oh, I am not going there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say female PR women as opposed to male PR women. I don't know how that would work. but <laughs> No one's going to go with me on that one. Phil, you better save the show. Tell us what no. you've been yeah. playing. Or what's Oof. what's your pick? Oops. I'm going to be going there. Um, the two games I've been playing this week... Um, Apparently your pick is both of them. <laughs> play might still play might Magic Clash of Heroes. I'm actually in the last boss now. I'm doing a little following seventh advice and doing a little grinding before I took them on. And uh, if, if you're still having one of those people playing this game, um, uh, occasionally uh, throughout the whole thing, I've hit a brick wall. And one thing to remember is that um, it's really a a, a puzzle. Uh, the battle system is a com- combination of puzzle and RP 
RPG mechanics. So sometimes your RPG mechanics work best, such as going out, you know, like for me right now, fighting the big boss, I need to go out and grind some and get mm-hmm. the hit points up and get the attack power up, and that's RPG. But on the other hand, in some of the uh, big boss battles where there's some gimmicks involved, <laughs> uh, you, you, you have to remember that there are certain uh, people in your army that have certain uh, abilities, and to make sure you equip those before you go into that battle. Um, and that's where the puzzly field comes in. There's this one power is dying over and over again. I just couldn't figure out what to do. I broke down, looked at an FAQ. And when I saw the answer, I smacked my hand up on my forehead. It's, it's really just if I was playing something like uh, like like I don't know one of those puzzle games like uh, Professor Layton or something, I would have been in that mode of thought and I would have figured it out in five seconds. But uh, because my brain was in tactical RPG, you know, I kind of. You know, with tactical RPGs, you figure you can come up with a strategy. As long as you execute it properly, uh, you should be able to just about roll over just about anything in the game. So, mm-hmm. got to remember, there's some puzzle mechanics. Where there's some puzzles. There are some battles where there is only one solution, and that's definitely a puzzly type feel. So, once I got over that, it, it's been uh, it's been easy cruising now, and hopefully, I'll get that uh, polished off this weekend because I need to start playing some other games. So that takes us into our deals of the week. Deals of the week. Do any involve token blackmen? No. No. What? No. No. But on our first game, you can make your own token blackman. How's that? We Wonderful. have a. Oh, I There you go. Mountain Blade, a very uh, open-ended computer western feel RPG. Uh, that is a whopping five dollars this weekend only on Steam. And um, and if you haven't played that one, uh, that that's really one of those games where it's what you pretty much make of it. There's not a whole lot of driving storyline behind it. Um, you start off with uh, you go you you start off with the the very deep character creation system where you are putting points into just basic things in life such as first aid and and being able to lead people and and i think there's even a skill that has uh ties into how well you deal with uh with prisoners that you capture yeah uh there's there's a lot of uh minute details in how you build your character so it's it's definitely a character creation system you can really get into and just spend a couple of hours just reading faqs on the net to figure out how to get the most out of out of that alone once you're into the, once you're out there in your real world, there's a quick little tutorial you can get in to help get the feel of the combat, which is extremely solid. It's kind of like one of those third-person uh, action uh, uh, RPG type things that we've been seeing a lot of, of lately. Except it's all melee, uh, you know, aside from a bow and arrow or whatnot. You can do bow and arrow, I suppose. So kind of like a Bioshock uh, feel to it, or Mass. No, not really Mass Effect. You don't really pause a whole lot, but um, and the yeah, combat. Yeah, yeah. The the combat's extremely solid. It is probably one of the best physics mechanics. That you're you're when you're blocking with a shield, you really feel every hit. You, 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 the way you swing your your mace or your sword, they, they did a really good job with, with that aspect of it. And then you have uh, and then then you're set out to the world to go out and find your fortune. And it's up to you whether you want to be just an evil guy and start uh, building up an army so you can raise every city you come across or whether you want to serve fidelity to some lords and start uh, fighting on their behalf. Uh, you want to go and help some poor people and just look for some uh, some ways to help out some of the uh, poor villages in town and take the, the cause of the uh, undertrodden. You, it's what you basically make of it. It's extremely open-ended. Those people who are used to playing JRPGs that are linear and tell you exactly where to go next need not apply here. But um, for for those of you who are really into the open-ended gameplay, for five bucks you really can't beat Mountain Blade. 
And also for five bucks, if you just missed out on this for the last three or four years or whenever, uh, I don't know how long it's been out now, but Puzzle Quest Challenge to Warlords is five dollars. So, and that's on Steam. That's the Steam version as well. So, those are our two deals of the week. All right, thank you very much. <sighs> All right. And, uh, it's now a good time to talk a, a just a tiny bit about backtrack. Yes. Um. Well, let's let's wrap up the show. And um. So thank you, Phil, for being on. What is what is your plug for us? You got a Twitter or a show or something to plug? Um. Actually, um. Jume Sena uh, or Mike um and I are reviving RPG backtrack. It was the uh. It was kind of the on again, off again. Um podcast that RP Gamer's been doing uh, that talks about um, older games. And by older, we mean anything from 2 to 32 years old, uh, so to speak. And uh, mm-hmm. and if you go there now, you, you can go on to rpgamer.com. The, the link for uh, Backtrack is right there, and you'll see the first 10 episodes that were done, I believe, over uh, 2008 for the most part. And uh, so... So Mike and I, with a whole bunch of uh, other team members uh, on RP Gamer, are coming together. and We're making up a list of games that we're going to want to go over. We're going to do the podcast every other week, um, and we're, we're coming up with an itinerary so that we can invi- invite those members of the RP Gamers that have played through each one of those games. Um, and, and Jume and myself are also going to spend time with each one of these games, so we should have a, a panel full of people who have different perspectives, people who haven't played it before but have taken some time to check it out, as well as people who are maybe looking at it a little little bit through the ages with rose colored glasses whatnot so right now we've tentatively got our first show scheduled for wednesday march the third recording uh talking about uh castlevania the the, the first couple of uh, castlevania games that uh started implementing rpg mechanics which are now pretty much a standard fare so and, symphony and of the night and um I don't know symphony of the night and we're going to go way back to castlevania 2 simon's quest <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is a terrible night for a curse it, it is a terrible night indeed it will be a terrible night when we record that one yeah so we'll keep you up to date and whatnot as as we continue to get the ball rolling on that all right thanks phil and um, you're gonna have lots of special guests right Yes, we are going to have lots of special guests. We're going to every show is going to have between one and three people from RP Gamer, or maybe even from outside RP Gamer. Who right. have, uh, played, I expect to see you on a few of those shows. <laughs> I think he said I should, we got Robo Manny going. <laughs> no, I like it this way. It's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah, hopefully we can get Chris on a couple of shows. Uh, the, the list for for RP Gamer staff, if you haven't seen it it's the list of the upcoming shows are right there on the uh, staff part of the board so you can see what's there and you can sign up for uh for any of the shows that you want yeah i signed up for front mission and uh the G- the ds and D- gba castlevanias ah, there cool. so that's that's the plug all right thank cool. you emmanuel marino thank you for joining us um thank you for having me where can people find you uh, they can find me at the Currents column, which is also quickly transforming into an iPhone RPG column. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I was I, I've been approved by all my superiors, so it's uh really excited. We got some good stuff. Like I, we got our first like uh, what's it called across ages like the first game a publisher sent us from the iPhone. So that's pretty interesting. So uh, hopefully we'll get more. I'll bring you all of you who have an iPod Touch or an iPhone the latest RPG news. Nice. So Yay. I'm looking forward to that because I I've got too many on my phone. I don't even know, I don't even know which one to start with. Ugh. All right, well, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna bet them. All I'll right, them <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now, um, Mr. Michael Tidwell, where can people find you? 
Me? Yeah. In my house. <laughs> Is that where you <laughs> want him to come and find you? No, I mean, yeah, I have my Twitter, um, M. Tidwell. That's all I really use. I mean, I have a Facebook. I don't really use it. So just stick with Twitter. All right. Cool. And um, let's see. And um, Anna Marie Neufeld, thank you for joining us. No problem. <laughs> where can people find you? Can, for me on Twitter, it's A.M. Neufeld, N-E-U-F-E-L-D. That's right. Oh, quick reminder, if you actually go to the RP Gamer Twitter feed, we have a list of all of the RPG staff. That's RP right. RP Gamer staff, and you can follow us all in one quick go. That's right. Mm-hmm. You can follow us, and you can follow RP Gamer on Twitter at twitter.com slash rpgamer. You can also leave feedback for the show at board at rpgamer.com in the message boards under the latest updates forum. You can also leave us an email at podcast at rpgamer.com. You can also send us a sound file. Send us an MP3. We'll play it on the show. Leave us a Google voicemail. Um, we've got a Google voice account where uh, we get your voicemails, and we like to read them onto the show and respond to them. And um, so all you got to do is take out your cellular phone get your free long distance device give us a call at 608-729-4098 and we would love to handle your voicemail right on the show um please also look forward to us next week and you can also join us live as i said earlier every week between 9 a.m pacific to or, or noon eastern and then we run for like two three hours ever and you can we run forever you can join in the chat at rpgamer.com slash live or join us at pound rpgamer on espernet with your favorite irc client so thank you everyone for um being on <laughs> and um thanks uh, for playing scrabble during the show guys yeah you're no welcome kidding. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm watching them like rattle off their scores and stuff in the little uh, chat we have going mm-hmm. so that's entertaining mike has actually result resorted to talking to me with the words he's playing so I played a good word, and his next word is "geez." <laughs> Very funny. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. At least I know what my words are. I don't know what the hell you use half the time. Mm-hmm. Wheel with an A in it. What the heck? That's made up. Wheel? Look it up. It's a it's a welt. Um, yeah, I'm sure you looked it up first. No, I just put it in there because I knew wheel was a word, but the one I meant didn't have an H, so I got confused. So I spelled it wrong, but it worked. <laughs> still just school through, so it's okay. Okay, thank you very much. Forty-five points, baby. Yeah, that's very good. Eighty-four <laughs> points. Your turn. Um, and no, I'm kidding. You lie. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You lie. You did that. Last- <laughs> wow, Michael has knocked himself off Skype. <laughs> Finally happened. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a sign. It's time for us to wrap up. I'm going to go guest star on Lucifer's uh, podcast. So also give a listen to Lucifer's uh, weekly podcast at lucifer.com if you'd like to hear more of me this week. And uh, if not, then just turn this off. Delete your iPhone and um, never listen to me again. Delete your iPhone. <laughs> Delete your iPhone. Delete your iPhone. <laughs> yeah, just throw it in the garbage. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.